We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Here we go. JL, it's a special edition of Post Game Live. CP from Knicks Fan TV. My man JL is from the Nick of Time Show. This is the season preview 2020 and making its return to the show, JL. Is. <laughs> Second time on the show. He's the host of MSG 150, the host of the Barton Hahn Show on ESPN Radio, now national. Put some respect on his name, JL. Respect on that name, Dan. Alan Hahn. Yeah. The Knicks fix returns. Han Solo in the building. Welcome back, man. How you doing? I'm good. I just want you guys to know right out of the gate, this hat is from which draft? Oof, that that's from the Frank draft. Or oh, is that Porzingis? No, that's the Nilakina draft. That is the Nilakina draft of 2017. <laughs> JL, you have that one, right? I do. I keep this hat. Oof, hopefully, oh, hopefully he's still good. You know, by the time he's hopefully he's still good, man. Once a Nick, always a Nick. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Guys, thanks for having me back, though. And um, let me give you guys the props for uh, the way you've done this professionally and blown this thing up. And it's a must-have and a go-to. It's it's entertaining. You guys do a great job. I'm And here's how I know you do a great job. Because every time you guys have a show – Somebody's tagging me, going, "Did you hear what they said?" <laughs> you know, and, and did you hear what they got him to say and all that stuff? So, you know, again, you know, again, respect to you guys. Appreciate it, man. Passion that gets it started, but it's obviously uh, consistency and, and how much work you guys put into it that makes it good. So, congrats on the success you've had so far, and uh, and again, thanks for having me back on. I, I was looking forward to this. Absolutely, uh, likewise, likewise, man. All right, so we had a, a condensed. Fast break offseason for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Very fast offseason for the Knicks. Um, let, let's start with the draft. OB Toppin pick at number eight. We had Emmanuel quickly at 25. How'd you feel about uh, our draft prospects? I think OB Toppin is going to be a star. 
And it's funny. I remember talking about when I was doing the draft research, you know, weeks before the draft, watching, you know, obviously all the different films that's out there. I like watching full games. And, you know, you try to find how many full games you can get. And as I watched him, I'm like, damn, like, like if you get him in the garden and you got Mitch, you know, who's also, and you just lob city, you just get down the floor. Box he's office. The floor so hard. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. He's, I said, he's going to be a fan favorite at the garden. And the vitriol that I got back from people that are like Halliburton or, or do you got to trade up for LaMelo? <laughs> no, or, no. It's like, no. yo, if he falls to eight, you just thank God. And you go on because this dude's going to be ready for the league. And fast forward that he falls to them at eight. And you know, I actually feel like he was supposed to be at eight, if you know what I mean. Like there's certain players that go yeah. to certain places. He was meant to be there. Yeah. But it's when you see him and when you hear now what guys are saying about him, yeah. with, with his own teammates. I mean, I mean, Alfred Payton was like, like, you see like what this Blown kid's doing. Mm-hmm. Kevin Knox was talking about how the the kid walks in the gym at eight o'clock in the morning. His first shot is a between the legs dunk. Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm out here, I'm, I'm doing the Achilles stretch for like 10 minutes before I can get a shot up. And he's yeah. so when you have that, his pedigree too. His dad was a street baller, his dad was a legend. Mm-hmm. Uh he grew up, you know, on those streets, on the side of yeah. those parks. You know, he named them all too today, which I love that too. When he's yeah. talking about Dyke, when he's talking about West Forth. You know, not just Rucker, which is the name everybody goes mm-hmm, to. He mm-hmm. in all the other parks too. It's like it's in his blood. It's in him. Mm-hmm. I love using the phrase like "blood in the ground." Yeah, he's got blood in the ground. I like that. So there's so much about him that I think is going to be. He's got star potential, and I'm looking forward to seeing where he's going to play and how he's going to play. But if Tom Thibodeau says he's his offensive game is as ready as it can be for a young player. I mean, he rarely speaks in hyperbole. Yeah, I was surprised Tim said he was ready, man. I was really yeah. surprised yeah. Tim gave him the vote of confidence that early. You know. Yeah, that, that said a lot to me. That yeah. caught my attention. And then I'll, I'll, I'll try to be quick on, on Emmanuel quickly, no pun intended. Mm. Uh, <laughs> another guy that some people thought, oh, you could have gotten this player, that player. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you took him too high. You could have gotten him in the second. Whatever it is, he's there. He's a player you wanted. You ser- you know, they've got intimate information on him. They know him well because of Kenny Payne and their relationship with Cal. They got a guy that is a flat out shooter, confident mm-hmm. kid, competitor can defend. Now let's see what they can turn him into. Yeah. I-, I really liked their draft. I thought they did a really good job on draft night, maneuvering the little movements they did. I just, I liked their draft and yeah. it's been a while since I've been able to say, man, I really like their draft. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it at all. And it was nice to see them wheeling and dealing in the draft, you know, taking yeah. advantage of those relationships and, and putting themselves in position, whether it was to move up to go get them or to move back, reset the board and, and make their picks from there. You know, with top and what I like, you know, I think the offense is going to speak for itself. Uh, I'd love to see how the defense comes around, and I'm really interested to see how they use him as a playmaker to take advantage of some of his passing proficiencies that uh, the scouts have been touting. But what I really also like about him is um, the character. You know, he he comes on a media day, he talks about how he's going to work hard. He has to work on every facet of his game. They ask him how he's going to handle the pressure. He he talks about dealing with Dykeman and the Rucker and, and being able to handle the hecklers there. You know, mm-hmm. fans call in the show, Alan, and when they talk about the draft, it, they don't just speak about the talent, but they also talk about the importance of these guys having a good mental makeup. You know, mm-hmm. we always talk about how the Nick jersey's the heaviest in the league. Every jersey's polyester, that one is lead. 
And when I look at him, when I look at RJ, two kids with New York roots, character, maturity, I think that's important, man, as we talk about the standard bearers for this team. What do you you think about that? Well, as as to me, like, they're the footings, right, of the foundation. Like, people say, oh, you have to build a foundation. You need footings before you have a foundation. Anybody that's in construction knows what I'm talking about. And these guys are footings to me. You know, that's a bedrock. And you need guys like that. So you can now build off that. And I do that. I agree with you on RJ. I've always been a fan of his. I think his character is something that people overlook. The toughness yeah. that he has, the strength. We saw him at 19. He was he was knocking grown-ass men uh, across the lane when he Absolutely. was the basket. Yeah, you don't overlook that. You can't just like, well, he can't shoot. He can't shoot. I can fix that. Right. What I can't do is make you a guy that can drive into somebody and move him five feet back so you can finish a shot. That's impressive. So – that's the kind of stuff I like about RJ and that he's never lost before. So last year to him, you know, that stuff bothers him and has how, and how, by the way, refreshing was it when he was asked about the all rookie team, you know, like, you know, yeah. that old line ain't no future in your front. And my roommate used to say that to me all the <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> like, like that, like he doesn't even try to front about the, he's like, yeah, yeah. It bothered me. Like, you know how some guys will say, no, I don't pay attention to that stuff. Mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. Yeah, kept it real. Kept yeah. it real. Yeah, I like exactly. it. Exactly. He's like, yeah, it bothered me. I, I thought I deserved it. And I'm gonna that's gonna be on my mind all season. Love it. Please do that. Have that chip, carry it on your shoulder. So that's important. But when you what you just said though, think about it this way. They also Leon, uh, Brock Aller, they've sort of and Tibbs have sort of built this team with that character in mind, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. You know, there's no knuckleheads. There's no sort of like weird guys. Like everybody is sort of like I'm here Focus. to work. Even quickly, mm-hmm. quickly yeah. is that kind of personality. Alec Burks has that personality. We know Peyton has that personality. You know, there's a lot of those type of guys that they brought in. And so when you've got a couple of the wishy-washy types, like a Kevin Knox, and you know, Mitch can be a little aloof at times as yeah. well. Mm. Those, if you have enough of those dudes in the room, the guys that don't know how to lock in will suddenly learn quickly how to lock in. So I like the, what you just said to the, the makeup of the, the character that these the players that they have this year. Now, you know, the honest thing is that they do have a problem with talent. They lack it. They yeah. don't have a killer, you know? Yeah. Not, anyway, we don't know. One mm-hmm. might emerge, but right now they don't. And that's of course where the problems are going to begin. Once they step on the floor, they're going to have to just outwork other teams. Yeah. And so tips can do that. So let me talk about um, the approach of the season, though, because as you said, we didn't have the talent, yeah. but the Knicks were really conservative in how they approached this offseason. They really didn't put a lot of uh, assets on the table when it came to free agency. So do you agree with the approach that the Knicks, the Knicks took this free agency and not including assets, not really including young guys and trades and things of that nature? Well, it, yeah, I mean, I agree that there wasn't, you know, there wasn't the sizzle out there to go get, right? Right. Um, you know, leaving the cap space makes me wonder, like, was it that you didn't like what was out there that could fill out the roster or you just couldn't get it? Right. Yeah. So that's, you know, I mean, the Gordon Hayward, I know he's a talented player, but did, did that move you? No. Did, 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 did what Charlotte give, gave him? You go like, man, why didn't we do that? I, mean, I, I told him they caught MJ on a good night at the poker table, man. Pa- <laughs> passed him the phone. He was already up half a million jails. He said, ah, cash that check. Yeah. Uh, how about, how about Nick Batum? It split us, though, right? It split us. There's some people who said they they wanted Gordon Hayward and some people who said they didn't, but I feel like it depended on the number. Like I feel like 
Mm-hmm. For me, if we were able to get Gordon Haywood at a reasonable discount, two years, like it was originally offered, yeah, I would accept that because I know he's not going to take the ball away from RJ and the main guys. He's going to be able to share, play defense, and he's going to be a, a, a nice role player for these Knicks. And he's not going to slow down the progress of these young guys. But once he gets to the third and fourth year, that's when it gets a little bit shaky. That's what I felt too. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. And if you're if you're Gordon Hayward, if you're you know if you're Mark Bartlestein's agent, you know if somebody's willing to give you a four year deal, you take the damn four year deal. Yeah. I and mean, you've had enough. You know, if I'm his agent, I'm saying the same thing. Let's see, you've had an injury history here. Let's lock it in and get it security. Right. And not you know this isn't New York's not a place to go bet on yourself. You know, not not a guy like you. So like that didn't break my heart, right? Like that one didn't. Um, there wasn't, it just wasn't that one, you know, right. Fred Van Vliet was it very interesting. Like that was mm-hmm. one where I was like, I can't want that to. one. Yeah. But, and you, and, and anyone's right mind, why the hell would he leave Toronto? Right. Like, <laughs> right. They made him Kyle Lowry's just going to get older and fatter. And yeah. eventually, you know, Fred's <laughs> got to be the guy. He's going to have to be the man there. So that's a perfect place for him. And it didn't make sense from the leave. So, I wasn't putting a lot of stock in that either. I would have tried to do Fred and Bogey and have that Bogdanovich. You know, I like yeah. him and you Fred and you now now RJ doesn't have as much pressure on him. You got a really solid backcourt. Like I would have like, could we try that? Bogey, did, I was told I was told Bogey didn't want to come to New York. Mm. No one mm. in New York. I'm scared. So so that's one. And then Fred wasn't going to leave Toronto. Yeah. So once that was out, I mean, other than you know trying to you know. Just whisper in Donovan Mitchell's ear, like, like you won't like him. <laughs> we'll leave the light on for you, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everybody, just just act up a little bit. They'll get you out of there. Just yeah. Act, you know. yeah. Or, or De'Aaron Fox, you know, like, look, they just drafted your replacement. Why don't you get that <laughs> They took the money as they should have. So what was out there? What else was going to happen? So that's why I'm left sort of. It's hard. You asked me to answer a question with a yes or a no, and I can't. That's yeah. fine. Because I don't have enough information on what was available to them. Right. But I understand what they did this offseason, which is show some discipline, you know, not throw money around. And the obvious big thing that they could have done that they didn't was Russell Westbrook that I suggested. And Chris Paul, by the way, was not plan A. No disrespect to Berman and anybody else that talked about this. Mm. But I'm telling mm. you, Chris Paul was not plan A. Chris Paul was a plan. Right. Right, like it was, if he wants to come to New right. York, right? And I didn't feel like he really wanted to come. Like, why would he want to come here at his he age? Know, where, did his family, where did his family live while he was in Oklahoma City and in Houston? He's not in L.A. His yeah. family stayed in L.A. Right, they were right. in L.A. the whole time, and he would fly out. the The one thing they loved about the Thunder is they would let him go home, mm. and so he would. So, so for him to come to New York, he'd have to take everybody with him or leave them behind. Yeah. Of course, he'd think about it if suddenly the Knicks were able to put something together like that was pretty exciting, but there was nothing happening. And for him, let me just stay close to home. And neither LA team had the ability to get him. And Phoenix is pretty close as we know to LA. So that, that worked out for him and, and that's where he went. So that was not plan a, it was just a plan. I want to make that clear to people. So Russell was the one temptation. See, Uh wasn't, wasn't Russ like, (laughs) I said this, like if this was 07 and Isaiah was in charge, Westbrook would be wearing zero oh, in New York quickly. right now. Oh yeah, quickly. absolutely. 100%. Home one hundred percent. And the Rockets would have every first round pick. For <laughs> exactly. And I would yeah. be crying right now. Yeah. That, that's a fact, man. That's a fact. Listen, I, so I, that's I, all you could have done. That third year at forty seven was the cause for pause, and yeah, it didn't happen. 
It was it was too much, man. I just felt like I liked that the fact that they kept it lean. I'm sure they had their targets. As you said, we don't know who wanted to come here. We don't know what their price was, but I feel like they have a strategy, a plan. And it seems like it's a bit of a carryover from last year, if we're being honest. Just a bit better executed. You know, I like the fact that they used the cap to bring Ed Davis in. They got three second-round picks out of Ed Davis. He never even stepped foot here. You know, use the cap, (laughs) weaponize the cap. Yeah, I, I love it. And I think... Listen, they, they're going to keep it lean, but still try to bring plays here that can help. They bring in Rivers. They bring in Burks. Guys that can probably help space the floor and, and help RJ out. But I feel like they got their eyes on, on the prize in this draft. In this 21 draft, everybody's talking about how this is probably one of the deepest draft in years. I made a point on uh, – I was on FAN. I made a point saying that I don't think anyone in the league knows this draft class better than World Wide West, the mm-hmm. underboss of the NCAA – and Leon Rose. I'm serious. I'm serious. And Who knows you got to throw Walter and OG. He and Walter and the OG. And, and Alex Klein, who has a reputation for doing his homework and all these prospects. They know the end game, Alan. We need that dog at the top of the draft, man. We still need that talent. Tom don't know the end game. Underboss. <laughs> Tom don't know. That is a, but you understand, right? Like, you, you're. what are you noticing that's different? about this team since Leon's taken over. This is this is some this is the family. Like this is yeah. I, I don't know who Fredo is. Definitely the family. Whoever like whoever gets sent out to like you just go with the G League team. Like that's probably Fredo, right? Mm-hmm, he gets sent mm-hmm. out to the the to uh to the casino. No, I'm just like it's you see like they they operate in the shadows. Yeah. They operate in silence. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I love the little tweaks like the writers are like Leon Rose hasn't spoken to the media in four months. It's like, yeah, he's probably not going to speak to the media for about six months. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> he's got nothing to say. Like, you know, yeah, salty. that's how they operate. They mm-hmm. operate in the shadows. I don't need your attention. I don't want the spotlight. And that's consistent to their character, which when I was a writer, getting Leon Rose on the record, impossible. Oh, mm. so- getting Leon Rose to respond to you, even more <laughs> impossible. There yeah. were very few people yeah. he talked to. I always tell fans this. When you want to believe something, if you see a rumor, it ain't true until Woj tells you. It's because Woj has known Leon forever. So if anybody's going to find out, it's, it's going to be Woj. Woj. So that's what you, you trust that. But I, I kind of feel after all the years of, you know, whether it was, you know, Isaiah and he was always out front, very excited about all the moves he, he wanted so bad to be mm-hmm. out there and to tell you everything he was doing and he'd whisper stuff. You know, and then Donnie tried to dial that back, but you know there was still leaks here and there, and other people that were leaking stuff. And obviously, then since then, it's just been chaos. You know, the Phil Jackson stuff was what a disaster that was. And most of the time, nobody knew what he was doing because he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> no, it's true. I'm like sure. when you would ask people, and they were like, "I'm not sure what we're gonna do." Oof. But what? But this is now. It's as drum tight as this franchise has been in a long time. Like, there's just no leaks anymore. Yeah. Anything you see yeah. is coming from the outside. Maybe an agent heard something or a player knows something that talked to another player. But you're not getting that whisper anymore at the front office. So just to, you know, just to put a bow on what you were saying, I think what you said is very accurate, though. That's how they operate. And, yeah, that's why I think Wes is valuable. Because Wes will know what's coming up in the pipeline. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Only problem is, what have we learned 
in past history with the Knicks. What the one thing they can't control is history is is the is the lottery. True. Where they pick. I, that's the part that frustrates me the most when we talk about I went off today on my show when somebody called up saying, you know, this college, I'm watching these college kids, and I'm like, dude, it's a week into the college season. <laughs> <laughs> the Knicks haven't even played a first game. We haven't played a game yet. You're the telling Kate me highlights are going Bay crazy. BJ Boston, Kate, yeah. a million Jalen's. It's going crazy, man. Uh, and yeah, listen, it, as you said, it, it's unpredictable. I just feel like this is where they need to play for now. Of course, I want to build a team that's competitive and can win yeah. games. I'm still fishing for, for that big guy, man. I'm still fishing for that. Fish. How do you know you don't have? Maybe you have. No, I, I mean, well, we need the Might point. Have. We need the point, Alan. Yeah, we or the need three. The, point. We, the point or the three has to be an app. We need that dog. You we, need, we need the dog, you, man. You well, need, we, have, we have 18 million in cap space, though. We have that still. So we can make a move at some point. Yeah, I, I'm not seeing that. I mean, the, the trade deadline is going to be about mid to late March, I've heard. Yeah. So that's when it it could get interesting again. The only problem is you're going to have now in each conference probably 11 teams, if not 12 teams, that could still be in something, you know, because yeah. now the 7-10 play it. Yeah. Which means the trade deadline, which used to be this team's dumping and that team's collecting, you're right, you'd always have mm-hmm. that, that kind of um, two sides of it where you'd have, okay, what's the team that's getting rid of pieces and what's the team that's collecting pieces? There'll be fewer of them now. So that's you know you won't have, I don't think the trade deadline will have the same amount of movement or at mm. least significant movement that yeah. that you know used to have um, because there'll be more teams engaged and that's what the league wants. The league doesn't want to see teams dumping off salaries and dumping off players. Um, so I wonder that what you mentioned that it, that eighteen mil is still yeah, sitting there. Eighteen mil is still there. I, I, and don't laugh at me, but if Kid Gilchrist does make the roster, oh. don't laugh, it, it goes down to sixteen million. Oh. I know, but 16 still, million as New York bricks, but continue. Oh, and I gosh. think he has a good shot. I think he has a good shot at making it. I've been saying, I think between Spellman, Evans, and and maybe Iggy, they could be battling for the last two spots. I, I think Kid Gilchrist could make it because we need that defend. depth at the wing. Yeah, he's a pro and he can defend. I mean, right, you know, but you know, obviously, I, I I need guys that can that can make shots, and mm-hmm. he does struggle with that. But that doesn't mean you know, again, a pro that can defend. I need a guy like that. They know him well, obviously. And um, more Kentucky guys, the better. Another guy that that came up as recent as last night in terms of trade rumors, and we talked about having that cap space. What do you think about Buddy Heald? What's your honest assessment of Buddy Heald and a potential transaction there? He's a, he's a terrific player. Uh, the contract's fairly reasonable when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you know, shooting is everything with him. And, and, you know, the last game he played at the Garden, he put on a show, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he tends to be a bit miserable though. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, it's impossible to keep him happy. I, I, do we know that they're moving on from him though? Because might not be likely him, since they, since Bogdanovich left. Yeah. They let, they let bogey go, which sort of suggests to me that they've, all right, they fixed the issue at, you know, the starting position, the starting two now is his, it's his job. So I, I don't know him to be somebody that would be on the move. Now, the first thing you do is you always say, all right, what's his affiliation? Who, who represent him? Is he a CAA guy? You know, that's, that's always the thing to check. I don't believe he is. So I don't know if there's some, you know, you always go with what's like I said, operating the shadows, the inside information. He's not, he's going to ask for a trade. Let's be ready. Right. That's why I was watching to see what all these dudes were going to do because all right, they're saving all this cap space. They have this flexibility. They're collecting all these draft picks. They must be hearing some whispers. What's next. 
like there's some somebody's about to like drop a bomb where it's like they were just offered the max extension and they said no i'm going to test my i'm going to test free agency mm -hmm. and now that team's going to scramble and try to trade them who's that going to be and right. i was watching De'Aaron, i was watching donovan and none of it happened so yeah. now i'm wondering what you know who the next guy is so i think that's basically what they're doing is just trying to set themselves up for who that next guy is and i think you guys would know this better than anybody do you remember when Anthony Davis first said he wanted out of right, New Orleans? Mm -hmm. One of the teams on his list was the Knicks. Yeah, right. They didn't have anything that they could offer, and at the time, wouldn't offer, wouldn't put Chris Stapps in the trade. Um, let's see who else wanted out. Kyrie Irving wanted out. Who was a team on? Who was a team on his list? The Knicks, and they couldn't make a trade for him. They didn't have enough assets. Mm -hmm. Griff laughed at him mm -hmm. when they offered whatever they offered. Um, another player that's on the list that had the Knicks on the list was Ka uh, was Kawhi. Yeah, I wanted out of uh, San San Antonio, and who was a team on his list? The uh, Knicks. Knicks. Yeah, and I don't know if that was true. No. Hey, the, the uncle's affiliation, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> you 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 don't believe it? I, I, I don't know. I, not, I, I don't, don't know. know the AD All stuff. Right. I I definitely believe because the AD stuff. stuff he, he was definitely AD. Yes, Kawhi. No, I feel like he used us for uh, as a, as a as a pawn. How could you? How could you use well? I get what you're saying, but the Knicks had nothing to offer. So there was <laughs> like, even San Antonio was like, yeah, that's cute. What were you going to give us? Mm -hmm. You know, like, so that, that was out. But the point is, is that each time, and then we go all the way back to Chris Paul, each time a, a significant player wanted out of his situation and was willing to come to New York, each time New York had nothing to offer. Right. Yeah. So you don't want to be in that position again. And, and that's sort of where they are is maybe they're just trying to make sure that they're now in that position to make that trade when that next player says, you know, I'm, I hate Minnesota. I want out of here. Wink, wink. So you're saying that Julius Randle isn't the player. <laughs> I'm just trying to be clear. I'm just, <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying that at all. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I know a lot of Knicks fans would like to move Julius Randle. Julius Randle, how are you feeling right now where everybody's parked outside your apartment going, get in wherever. To <laughs> <laughs> like they just spin dribble your ass to Sacramento. <laughs> like I don't know if that's if that's really what's going on, but I'd feel bad if I was him. I'd be like, "What did I do? You know, you've <laughs> been here for a year." Um, but that's just where we are right now. We're we're on to the next one. That's I. That's what I feel is the awkward stage right now for this team. Right? Is there's there's guys here who mean well, and fans almost are looking at them like, "Yeah, well, I can't wait till you're a former Nick." You know, and that's that's a weird place to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think Julius, he's, he's catching the Tim Hardaway Jr. treatment. You know, just, just a guy that's here. He's playing out of his role. He's the number one mm -hmm. guy, quote unquote. And he, he's trying hard. He, he says all the right things. Great character. There's, there's nothing wrong with him as a person. He's a good guy. He's a no, good yeah. guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's, he's just obviously he's got flaws. And that's a reason. How about this, by the way? The Knicks, as you know, are under the cap. You guys have brought yeah. that up. Right. A lot under the cap. In fact, they're under the floor. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. They haven't paid luxury tax in like five years. Think about that. If you're the yeah, league yeah. and the richest team in the league hasn't paid luxury tax, like they're not helping out at all. Right. Mm -hmm. So beyond that, this is a league where everybody's making like everybody seems to have a team. Every team seems to have a guy making 40 million at least. Right. Yeah. One guy mm -hmm. up, up now near 40. The Knicks don't have a guy making over 20. They have one guy making over 10. Yeah. <laughs> 
Keep it lean, baby. I love it, man. Keep it lean. Keep it mean, man. There used to be a time where we were like, they're capped out for the next eight years. Like, Shandon Anderson, man. (laughs) Those Shandon Anderson deals. You remember remember when they offered Kobe the uh, the mid level? Oh, my God. I do. I do, man. (laughs) They they had nothing to give. No, it's like, oh, we'll take the mid level and then we'll we'll give you an extension. I'm, I'm glad those days are so behind it's us. It's funny how things have changed, yeah. and but eventually they're going to have to spend it. Eventually yeah. they're going to have to get some people here, and you know we're going to have to wait another year for that. It, you know, you, you mentioned um, all the guys that they they were after and had potential interest in coming here, but they just never seemed to be ready or never seemed to have the pieces. And as we kind of segue in, into training camp and talk about the camp battles, um, I want to start with Tibbs. You know, because Tibbs has kind of gone on record when they asked him about player development. Um, mm-hmm. whether it's playing the kids versus sitting, so on and so forth. Um, seems like he's kind of going with, you know, the Mike Miller, the Fisdale approach. It seems like he's going to lead more towards the vets early, make sure the kids earn it. And then, you know, obviously he talks about the G League and other ways for play development, but it doesn't just seem like he's just going to be out there just playing, you know, five kids just to see what they have. What do you right. make of some of his comments? Yeah, I, I I picked up exactly what you just said there. That that to me, um, did and I think Austin said this too. He didn't he didn't come here to lose. Yeah. So he's like, all right, I might not have a ton of talent, but I'm gonna play the best talent. And I think he he said this even during OTAs too. Right. He fully believes this. Like, you're not entitled to minutes because we drafted you. You know, right. you have to because you know I loved his line about how part of development is learning how. Uh, uh, to to be uh, to contribute to winning, winning, yeah, like that's a big part of it. And he said that starts in practice. Your habits in practice, what you bring every day. When you can show me there that you're doing that, now I start trusting you. I, I find that to be again, that's a difference in coaching and a philosophy that some fans might say, you know, oh, they're not supposed to win anyway. So again, this whole thing about Knox last year, Knox should be playing 40 minutes a night until he figures it out. I don't know. I mean, it's one thing yeah. to say, get back out there, kid, and you know, right. around. There's another time when you go, all right, you've been bludgeoned enough. Why don't you, you know, you need to sit this one out, maybe watch somebody else for a while and figure it out. I, I do think there's a balance to it. Mm-hmm. And I like that Tibbs, though, believes, earn it. Earn right. it in practice. Be a professional. Show up every day. And then you'll find, you'll earn that. And then it'll mean more to you that you earned it, that you had to fight a veteran for it, which is why I think Nerlens Noel is looking at Mitch like, Lunch. you might you, you <laughs> be the guy, but I play just like you, and I'm going to show you I play it better than you can. Yep. And as long as there's it. a – I'm telling you, there's nothing – he's not going to get that position handed to him. That's going to be an interesting battle for the five. Yeah, as long as there's a balance, because I don't want, you know – I don't want a situation where Tib just leans on the veterans a little bit too much. Like even when we was doing some research on the point guards that can come here, I was reading a lot about what Jeff T was saying. And Jeff T was kind of saying that he wished that time would take him off the court sometimes because he felt like he was running him into the ground. Yeah. So I need to have at least a little bit of balance. But um, speaking of the balance and the way the minutes are divided, uh, we have a lot of wings and point guards on this team right now. So do you feel like there's going to be – an odd man out. Like I'm looking at Frank, mm-hmm. I'm looking at Kevin, I'm mm-hmm. looking at DSJ and there's a glut there. And I can't help but think uh, someone could be salty by the time um, we get to February. <laughs> yeah, I, you're, I think you're hundred percent right. He actually even said that too, that somebody's going to have to sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. He said that too, Tibbs. He said, there's going to be, 
you know, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. Um, there's going to, he can't play 15 guys every night, but you always have to be ready. It's going to be a test. You know, they say this in the NFL, when you have three quarterbacks, you don't have one. You don't have any. Yeah. yeah. And so the when, point guard. when you have four point guards, you don't have one. Um, that's what they're trying to figure out. And then he'll see what works. And I hate that. Right. We always yeah. play the game starting five game, right? Yeah. Like, night starting five. <laughs> Who's going to be? It was, you know, that's a game that used to be fun to play. And now it's not fun because you have no idea who it could be. Yeah. That's the most uncomfortable feeling. It always was who's going to be in the rotation, but you knew you're five. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, you know, there's just something about just knowing like it was going to be, you know, Harp and Starks and, you know, Smith and Oak and Ewing. Like, okay, now who's coming in? You know, like you don't really have that now. And so I don't know. I will say this. Rivers is versatile enough to play both both guard positions. Mm-hmm. Burks can play both wing positions. Dennis Smith is a guy I just I feel like he's the first one out of the gate for me. Yep. If he shows up there right we go. physically. <laughs> there we go, Jay Ellis. You know, here's, yeah. why, here's why. And he even said it too, but before he said it is what I was thinking. Tom has to look at him and think, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose thank couldn't, you very much. Derrick Rose couldn't defend can you, a parked car. Thank I, you I, very much. Couldn't defend a parked car, but it didn't matter. You run him off screens. You use the athleticism. You get him going. Just get him going downhill. I know. I know what you're going to say. I don't trust him. Thank you very much. I don't trust him, a chance first. Thank you very much, Solo. You go Man. there and you see what happens. And you you know, I don't say you, you know, I'm not saying you do it in the first night of opening night. But I need to see it in preseason and on the court in practice. And if I like it, I'll go with it. But it's up to Dennis. Right. Show up. Up here. Here up. Yeah. Dennis has to show up from here up. That's my concern. I need to see (laughs) if he's, you know, if he's – like, guys, the question I would ask Dennis Smith if if I got him one-on-one, because you don't ask guys these kind of questions in, like, the Zoom thing. That's – you know, you don't want to embarrass them. But I would legit say to him, like, do you love basketball? Right. I would legit ask him that because he it always came easy to him as a high school player. Uh, his one year of college, his team was terrible. Like, they never won, mm-hmm. but he put on a show. But when things got tough for him in Dallas, and, and you know, Rick's a hard – especially for point guards, he's a hard guy to play for. He started having that look on his eye, like, I want to do anything but this. And for a while, I thought he just wanted to be J. Cole's producer. Instead of- <laughs> he just wanted to hang out with Cole World, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Cole like, World was he and he smiled when he saw Cole, and then he turned around on the court, and he'd be like, i got to do this now. Like, dude, this is your livelihood. Man. I want to know, do you love the game? I don't think he does. I, I worry about that. Well, look. It's now or never to find out. And I said the same thing as you, Alan. I said we, we did a show one on ideal versus predictions. I predicted I think Peyton is going to go in. He's your most reliable option. You know what you have. I think Tibbs is going to go with that. Short season. What's that? I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> Listen, I, the, the whole chat did. And salute to everybody in the chat. We got like 2,000 people in here watching. Shout out to the chat. They, I'm, I'm sure unanimously they feel the same way. I just feel like trust understanding what he has, I think Tibbs will go there. With DSJ, I say rip the Band-Aid off, throw him out there. I think with more minutes and a starting job, you give him the confidence. Gas him up. Gas him up. up. Gas him up. Here's the keys. Let's go and see what you have. He's on the last year of the deal. You traded Porzingis for him. Some people say whatever. He was a throw-in. See what you have. We have nothing to lose. 
That's all I'm saying, Jails. We have minutes to lose for people who actually want to be here. Yeah, I want to hear it. I, no, no, I want to hear it, though. Tell me why this is a bad idea in your mind, Jay. Tell me, tell me why. You know what? I understand the rationale. We have guys here who need the minutes. But I, I just feel like when I look at him, I don't see the heart in him, man. That's what concerns me. Even when I was thinking – before Dennis Smith hit the NBA, we were reading about him giving up in the middle of games in college. When he got to Dallas – he seemed like he had a little bit of competition and checked out. And then the same thing to me seemed to happen when he got to New York. I felt like he checked out. He, he's not present anymore. And to me, I like guys who are, who are a little bit more engaged. Now, I get that, you know, we had, you know, some problems last season. A lot of issues. Yeah. A lot of issues. Very personal issues mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, the shot just completely got, Fell off. you know, that, that got just right. for but, him. But no, and, and I also think, like you said, I think he kind of lost his way a little bit and got caught up with a different lifestyle that he was kind of leaning towards. And I think he that's why I question the the love, the passion for the game, like the how bad you love it. And I bet you he'd be so offended if I asked him, right? Because you know, God, like he'd be offended. Mm-hmm. But deep down, he'd he'd understand like yeah, it's, it takes a certain person to recognize that, right? You know what I mean? Like I've been right. to a, during my playing career to, to to know like I see that in someone's eye like no nah, you don't love the game like you, you don't yeah. like, now that you live off the you live off the talent but I, you don't love it like I yeah. can tell you don't love it like hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard give me the guy who's gonna work hard any day of the week yeah and if you don't want to be here you can leave like there was rumors that he that Steve Mills had deal signed um lined up to get him out of New York and for whatever reason it didn't happen I think his trade value didn't go um you know it, it's in the toilet right now and we couldn't move him that's the only reason why he's here and that's how we have to play him to raise his value but i really i hope it works out for the mm-hmm. sake of the trade in this franchise i yeah. really hope it works out i'm am for giving him a chance because tom Thibodeau is here my my belief is just in the toilet right now <laughs> I, I i don't have the most confidence in him i just say go for it you know roll the dice and go for it and, and well, see what are your what options you, see what you have right, right. what are the like, options if you, what, you, know, you just you just told me alfred payton and alfred payton is a nice backup kind of guy like yeah. I, I you know he's fine but i can't have fun i need to find lightning in a bottle like i need to find something that let me see if something just suddenly sparks and if, if this guy shows up and all of a sudden it's like whoa dennis is different this year he's a little more mature he's a little more like he understands now like this is this is my life like i've got a you know like he sounded different in his media session but obviously i need to see it right i just feel like you got to look at your options, and he's still, to me, athletically, physically. That's a fact. He's still your best option. That's and a I fact. Need to get him right. If I can get him right, That's it a could fact. be a huge payoff. Get, I get have, right. I, I have a different. I, I mean, my go, ahead, idea, go ahead with your guy because uh, let's just let's let's oh, go there, Jay. I, I mean, <laughs> let's listen, go there. Listen, I'm a Frank guy. He ended the season <laughs> in 2010. <laughs> He, I, he ended the season with 2010, right? But here's my thing. I, I know Frank isn't an engine point guard. He's not going to whoopsie-doo you, break down the defense off the dribble. He's not going to do anything of that nature. But I know that we have RJ here. I know we have Alec Burke here. And I'm thinking, what if we, we go another way? What if we go the route of RJ doing a little bit more playmaking mm-hmm. and we work that way out? And even if Frank doesn't work out, we, we have a, a point guard who can shoot to stretch the floor for RJ and just go an, a, another route altogether without a traditional point guard. Just just a point guard who can get so who can make the open shot, whether it be Austin Rivers, Emmanuel Quickly, 
or Alec Burke, who's playing point guard sometimes on some weird lineup stuff. Just just another direction if we don't have the traditional point guard here that we need. Well, you you can't, and you mentioned quickly, I wouldn't completely overlook him either in this mm. dynamic because he does something, he has a very unique skill set that not many other guards on this team have, which is he actually can make shots. He's got a really nice floater. Now, he's not an explosive player. Right. What else he can do that Tom Thibodeau will like? Play defense. defense. He can defend. True. And so, and he's and he showed in college. So, I want to also see what in time. I don't know if he's stepping in and just you know he's not going to just take over. Maybe, right. Maybe he does. But I want to give him some time too and see what he can emerge into. But here's, here's what I think about Frank. And I know now everybody's going to start leaning forward like, oh, here he goes. Right. <laughs> Let's Understand. go. Understand something again, like this. I I like Frank personally. I've interviewed him. I've done one on ones with him. He's such a good kid. It's hard not to root for him and to want him uh, to become something great, right? It's hard not to. But then there's the reality side of it, and the reality side of this player is is simple. What we've seen, and I know I'm sounding like Hubie Brown now. Okay, and <laughs> but what happens with Frank? is the inconsistency of his playing time is what people blame. Right. The problem is the inconsistency of his playing time. When you ask everybody that coached him, all three men so far who have coached him, they all say the same thing. I never know what I'm getting from day to day from him. Mm-hmm. One day he's here and he has those locked in games. Mm-hmm. We're like, whoa, like, did he just dunk on that dude? Like, did he just step back three? Like he he's locking down defense. And then the next game, the very next game, we're like, all right, Frank's established. He's the point guard. And then it's like blank, not here, just non-competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks confused. You know, it doesn't like pressure on his, he does not have a tight handle. And when you put pressure on his handle, mm-hmm. he's uncomfortable, picks his dribble up, starts his offense out on the logo. And now you got the vets on the wing. And again, if you watch the game from the court, TV takes away some of this stuff, but if you're fortunate enough to be, you know, in the building, you watch vets when he picks the dribble up at the logo. Yeah, they go, oh, well, the play's dead now. Like, what are you doing? You know, and you just see the frustration yeah. and the tension build. Now the play's broken. Now the shot clock's winding down. Complete disaster. Now right. it's whose fault? What kind of coaching is that? It's because this guy picked his dribble up at the logo. Right like, to the corner. I, 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 you're not going to throw him under the bus. Yeah. Like, you're not going to do that to him. So, yeah. Frank, the issue with Frank is just – is it's almost like Dennis, here up. Yeah, right. It's the, the determination every game to bring it. You hope this coaching staff, with the developers they have, with a guy like Tom, the amount of film they're going to watch, that they could get something out of him and, and maybe they could reach him. They're mm-hmm. sick you got to show up every single day ready to fight, ready to rip someone's face off. Like, like your life depends on it. And look, you are what you are sometimes. And I just don't know if he's built like that. And that's the thing. I, this is going to sound like a hater. I can't trust him to run my team. That's the best I, I could say. And I think his best attribute is if he can come in as a combo, as a defender, as a shutdown in minutes here and there, that's great. But when you ask him to do that, and I've told this story before, and people get really upset, but it's the truth because I've talked to coaches. Mm-hmm. We have a role for you, Frank. I think it'll be great. Right now, you're not ready to be our lead guard, but you know, if you could be this guy off the ball, you know, we need you to be that guy. Well, he wants to be a point guard. He fancies himself as one. He yeah, he doesn't want to play off yeah. the ball. 
doesn't want to play off the ball. And so you're not getting him a hundred percent off the ball. You're mm-hmm. almost getting him like, as if he's like, right. he's questioning. He's not yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, he's not a bad guy. This is what all athletes are like. This is what I want to be. And this is the, and the coach is saying, but this is who you're going to be for us. And that's that internal battle that's going on. And I just want to see now, okay, Tom's got to look at him and all his physical attributes and the seven two wingspan that he's got. Right. Mm-hmm. And the defensive mm-hmm. abilities and say, you would think that he'd be salivating the coach, this guy. Mm-hmm. I barely heard Tom say Frank's name in any interview when he's asked about it. Interesting. Very, right? very, I noticed that as well. I know he's watched film. You know, he's watched three years of film of Frank. Yeah. 100% guarantee you he's been sitting there eating pizza watching Frank and film of Frank to see what about this kid can I get and if he doesn't if he's not gushing about him that's what makes me now hesitate and think if he doesn't see something and I'm wondering you know how much of a role is he going to have on this team going forward because other than on social media where his R&B album must be selling great <laughs> those pictures for him that's like come on like seriously that's a 90s R&B album a couple of those pictures of him right like if he's if I'm on the team, if he's my teammate, I'm killing him for that. I'm like, so when's the album drop? Frank, like, what's the first song? <laughs> Frank, Frank is that guy, man. Why me, baby? Is that, his first that, song. Gen, that Gen Z drip, man. He's yeah. a heartthrob. He's a heartthrob. So oh, he's, look, he's a good-looking guy. I'm just yeah. messing. But did, did you but, panic when his social media um, photos went down for a second on this Twitter page? Did you? <laughs> the conspiracy theories are flying last night. <laughs> flying so off the rails. Like there's every other day there's a there's Frank pictures on Nick's social media. Like it's fantastic. it's good for him. But yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I that's why I don't know what his role is gonna be. I'm trying I'd be honest about it. And I understand that, you know, the the Frank Hive, they get very upset. Oh, this yeah. is so polarizing. I've never seen a player who's done yeah. so little for a franchise <laughs> so polarizing. Like, let's be honest, what has he done? He hasn't done anything yet. But there's like you either absolutely love him or you True. absolutely hate him. You're not allowed to be like me and there's, just there's say, no in between. I don't yeah. think it's that good yet. There, there's no in between, man. Uh, let me hit the, the reset. The comments must be just going crazy. Right oh yeah, now. the comments are going crazy, man. They're oh, writing, yeah. they're writing yeah, yeah. letters right now to MSG. Fire this clown. <laughs> it's fine. I'm getting them too. Ellis, you're crazy. You like Frank. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you want I him to be it, over man. DSJ? I you're nuts. It. We were both going to get it. You know why I kept the hat, man? I kept the hat from that draft. <laughs> so salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up right. button for you boys cpj ellis alan Hahn in here i'm hearing we got the rhyme animal chuck d in the chat alan yeah. he's here for that chuck. next talk yeah, i sent the link yo <laughs> absolutely man salute to chuck um before we get to the next questions remember guys this show is brought to you by my friends at manscaped guys it's december it's holiday time my friends at manscaped want to make sure you take care of those jingle bells with the lawnmower 3.0 that's presented by manscaped the number one men's grooming tool below the waist. What I love about the Lawnmower 3.0, it's aerodynamic, it's sleek, it's got skin safe technology. Make sure you don't cut yourself. Very important, JLs. Those nicks, very important. Uh, good, good battery time, cordless, water, uh, water free. You can take it in the shower. Waterproof, sorry. You can take it in the shower. And uh, for today, go to manscaped.com, enter promo code NYX, and get 20% off your, your total purchase, plus free shipping. Excellent for the holidays, fellas. Tell the wife, tell the girlfriend. This is the perfect gift to put under the tree. Remember, go to manscaped.com, promo code NYX for 20% <laughs> off, plus free shipping. 
Yeah. And see, people tell me before the show, everybody that's watching, he likes the video testimonials. <laughs> <laughs> no testimonials. No, no success stories. No, just, no, go, no. just go get yours, man. <laughs> Just, just no before and after yours. But you said you looked forward to those. You get those <laughs> before and after. No, show, email your before and after. No before and after photos. <laughs> just, just go get it, man. Just, just go get it. Um, couple more enduring. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> couple, couple more for you, Solo. Definitely appreciate the time. Um, you know, we talked about Julius. We have Obi here. How do you feel like they manage? Minutes, rotation, where do you feel like they go? That's going to be interesting to see as well, right? Because you would think they play the same position. And so how do they really work together? Mm-hmm. But it, I find it interesting that one thing that I keep hearing is how athletic Obi is. Yeah. How, uh, Tib said, versatile he is. His ability to shoot from the outside. His ability to play make, run the floor. What does that sound like he's trying to set up? It sounds like they're setting up Wally's narrative and putting him at the three. This does come on, man. Talk to me here, man. You, you really no, think they're going to put him at the three? No. Uh, well, I mean, what are your options? Oh, God. Vince Randall. Are you, are you, I'll ask you this way. Are you sitting your highest paid player? No. No. I think Julius is in. I think Julius is in. Definitely. 100%. Right. Now, you can't play Julius at the five. And yep. Obi at the four because you'll have to score two hundred points yes. to outscore that duo. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you 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 have to. The only option you you have two options. Obi comes off the bench. Nobody wants that. Or you play him. This is you guys old enough to remember when Kenny Walker came from where? Kentucky. Kentucky. And he came in and he was supposed to be Bernard King's replacement. Mm-hmm. He was going to be your small forward. Mm-hmm. What did he play in college? What did he play? Played the four. The four. He couldn't do anything from the outside, but they put him on the wing. They put him at the three and he struggled. Kenny Walker, slam dunk champ, incredible athlete, right? Guy could run all day long, never got tired, just absolute freak athlete. But when you put him out of the wing, he struggled, had a hard time, really struggled defending, fouled a lot. So that's what scares me. It's sort of like that. But I do think that Obi at least has something that Kenny never had, which is that outside game. The ability to shoot yeah, the three. Right. He's a lot more of a playmaker, a little more like he's got great core vision. You know, you again, you watch his games. He's very aware. He's he sees the floor well. He moves well. He anticipates well, all that stuff. And the game's different than it was in the late 80s, too. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. It's a much different game, more space out there. Um, I do think you can. They're setting it up. I do think that's an option that they'll try. They'll try to work. <laughs> But I'm with you. I'm not 100% comfortable with it. Yeah. But I keep hearing about how athletic he is and how versatile he is. It up, Jails. Yeah, that's... I just can't. Like, I know I know he has a while to go as a defender. Um, his, his stance is a little wobbly at this point. And I, I, I trust Kenny Payne can fix that. But I, it just seems like that problem will be exacerbated playing small forward rather than power forward. It Maybe. just seems like it's going to be way worse. I have yeah. But, but what are your options at, you know, at the three? You know, you putting Reggie Bullock there. I mean, is Kevin going to be so good I enough feel, there? I, yeah, I think yeah. Kev's going to be on an uphill climb regardless. But I think I think they would put Bullock in there. But, I mean, Obi. the thing with Obi, I feel like he has time. You know, let the Randall thing play out. Maybe they have a trade for midseason. And maybe Obi finishes games. Well, get but how, do you get, how do you get 20-plus minutes for Obi, and yet Randall still gets his minutes too, and they're yeah. effective enough? 
I just feel like that would create more of a problem. And we also know that Tibbs is a guy that has a five and he'll play that five till their tongues are hanging right, out. Right, right, right. He wants to play a nine-man rotation, yeah. but like, you know, you know, number seven and number eight, and number nine are going to get in for like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to play a lot. So that's my other question is we know how, like, if you know Tom and his history, that's how you sort of try to project things. You watch what he did with certain teams and certain players that he would have in, in different places. And, you know, I, I, I mean, well, dang, didn't he play him at the three? Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, <clears throat> so it, it's, it's, but also Lua then could, could guard three different, four different mm-hmm, positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think that's, that might be their best option right now until they figure out, you know, the Julius Randall future thing. And maybe it's a way to not have to make Obi feel like you've got to be our star. You've got to carry this team. But to be honest with you, if they're going to do anything and even try to compete for the seven ten play in, Obi's going to have to probably be their best player. I just think he might overtake Randall. To be honest with you, maybe not 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 from the jump because you know, yeah, like, maybe that happens too. You never know; it could yeah. happen. So, yeah, but, but you're asking me again. You're asking me how they're going to handle it, and I'm telling you that's you know I really believe him when he says there's going to be competition for every spot. Mm. That includes spots that you think are locked in. Yeah. I, I don't think anything's locked in. He'll probably take the five that play the best together, mm-hmm. no matter who it is. So it, it could be anyone at this point. Um, I just wish I could be in the gym watching. because That's my favorite part is training camp, watching yeah. the scrimmages and watching that stuff and just seeing it develop. And we don't get to do that this year. Interesting time and certainly unfortunate. But you, you mentioned the five. And, um, you know, a lot of speculations from the fans on, on how Tibbs feels about Mitch. You know, Tibbs went in on, on media day and said he wants to see um, some professionalism and some more growth. And he has things to work on and, you know, things of that nature. I take it as, you know, just just trying to keep him focused and keep him engaged. And then there's, you know, Bondi, the Daily News came out with a piece that said, you know, USA training camp. They they had some issues with his commitment and things of that nature. What, what do you think the organization really feels about Mitch right now? I think Bondi's on on point. I think that we spent some time with him. Um, and I think Tom is trying to sort of set that tone mm. that you might've gotten away with some stuff around here over the last year, but that's, that's going to stop now. And you need to show up on time every day and be professional. When you hear a coach talk about a young player and when he's talking about things he needs to learn and professionalism is the first word he uses. Yeah. That rings, that rings an alarm for me. Yeah. Because when, when he talked about Kevin and we talked about RJ, I didn't hear him ever yeah, say yeah. professionalism. Right. You know, show up every day, at you know, ready to work at practice, like show up every day ready to work. That stuff is like, that's like me saying to you, like, you know, see, when you wake up, uh, make sure you breathe in, then breathe out. Yeah, right, right. Like, like, I don't automatic. Know, say that stuff, right? right. So when I hear those words from an experienced head coach, that tells me, you know, there's something happening there and to keep an eye on it. And then when Nerlens is asked, you know, uh, are you cool with coming off the bench? Like, what do you think your role is here with Mitch here already established? And he's just like, yeah, I'm going to compete. <laughs> so we do the same thing, you know, like I shot 65% from the field and, you know, 30% of my, my field goals made was dunks. And, you know, I'm one of the best rim protectors in the league, you know, statistically over the last year. So we kind of do the same things. 
And yet I do them better because I understand team concept and I right. am professional. Like he didn't say it, mm -hmm. but he sort of said, it. and then he threw in that, you know, I want to be a big brother. I want to be a mentor. Right. Of course. I want to set an example, but I I'm Mitchell Robinson shouldn't just walk in here thinking I've got this, this is mine. Let's remember they found him. Right. Right. Like this was like a neon thing from blue chips. Mm -hmm. Like they went mm -hmm. like you know, the Bayou and found him, you know, dunking on, you know, chain nets and stuff in some <laughs> barn yeah. so you know they they found him he never really has been coached never has been sure. coached and the little bit of coaching he's gotten so far with the knicks little by little team i think i'll tell you about deandre jordan probably taught him the most of anybody since sure. he's been yeah sure. absolutely and so he, they really now not just got to teach him technique and in a game and how to stay locked in but they've got to teach him and understand like all right you're a professional now like your team depends on you and you can't just get mad because somebody grabbed the rebound and just use up one of your fouls out of frustration. Like you can't do that. Or you, you know, you can't not pay attention to the scouting report because he's right. got so much raw physical talent. It's scary how good he could be. And remember Carmelo Anthony said that that mm -hmm. kid has no idea how good he can be. The scary sure. thing is, is if he never realizes how good he can be. And I think that's what Tom has to make sure it doesn't happen. Yeah. I agree with you, man. It was a little, uh, I scratched my head a little bit when he left the bubble a little earlier from the team practice and they had to send Mike Woodson over there to kind of work out with him. That was a little bit of a head scratcher. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not sure if it was serious or not. They, they claimed that it was like a family issue or whatever, but it was. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He wanted to get back to tend to something, but I, I I'm not going to pretend to know all the details, mm. but I do know again, like what, you know, when you're dealing with people that are, you know, we're serious about what we do, you take care of that pet personal stuff and you understand that you let everybody know, all right, well, I'm going into this bubble now and I won't see you for two weeks. Right. Understand that I'm going. And so let's take care of this now because I got work to do. Mm -hmm. Mitch is still looking at this, not as work, but as a game. Mm. And so it's a mentality thing and they're just trying to help him mature. Um, you know, we, I know Woody very well. And, and yeah, you know, Woody's guy. a guy that, as you know, straight shooter. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine that he, his conversations with Mitch when he went to go talk to him were, you know, hey, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, remember, you remember what he said to Cope? Do you remember that thing with Copeland at what? practice? One of my favorite things. Mm. I don't yeah. remember what he said. We had him mic'd up one time and he's walking around and they were, they, I think they were doing like, a, it was either in a, yeah, it was in a scrimmage and Cope, Cope might have got it like cutting through the lane and just did like just kind of turn around like with two guys on him. Woody stops it and he goes, hold up, hold up, hold up. He goes, what's your name? <laughs> right? He goes, Copeland. He goes, is your name Carmelo? <laughs> like, no. goes, well, if your name ain't Carmelo, you don't take that shot. <laughs> um... <laughs> like, it was like, like in front of everybody. Yeah. But that's, so you know, I'm sure that when Woody had that, that time with Mitch, he kind of let them know like what you're supposed to be doing and what you shouldn't mm -hmm. be doing, you know, maybe got to him. So I'm curious to see, you know, when Mitch does show up and, uh, you know, comes to work, right. He's in that right frame of mind to be ready to work and mature. Yeah. Just remember yeah. what he comes from. Like, this is going to be all new it's to him. It's, it's, it's yeah. Extremely yeah. raw. He's yeah. never yeah. had that kind of structure. He's never had to have discipline. And these are things that these guys are going to demand from him. Yeah. And they also got to teach. 
Yeah, he, he taught J.R. Smith, so I think he teach Mitch too. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll see how he takes to yeah, it. But exactly. it seems like, again, that, they, that they're trying to build that structure. They, they mentioned a lot of times that they want uh, to be teaching these kids, you know, between Woodson and Kenny Payne and Tibbs, and uh, they bring in Aaron Brooks and, and some more development staff. So let's see. I hope they're very serious about trying to build that, that foundation from within. I think they are. You know, Ehrman's another guy. You don't overlook the addition of him. I mm-hmm. think from a defensive standpoint, he's really good not only right. as mm-hmm. – team defense but excellent in positional like where do you belong like you could take a guy to, like I, I love this about Jason Kidd was he ever the fastest guy yeah no. right was he ever a fleet of foot mm, you know huh. Jason Kidd even at 40 years old with no hair on his head one of the best play guards to come through here yeah. <laughs> Jason Kidd always knew where to be positionally to help the rest of the other four guys mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he didn't have to move a lot yeah. He just knew I got to get here. Now I got to get here. Mm-hmm. And it, it just took a little effort, but it's all you got to do. Move your feet, get to that spot. And now you've helped your teammate. And sometimes younger players, they don't understand that. And Kevin would do this. Kevin would be in his fog because I missed two shots. I feel bad about myself. You know, I got crushed on Fortnite last night. I can't get my, <laughs> you know, I got this 12 year old kid. He's just talking crap to me the whole night. But so Kevin's head somewhere else defensively. And now, no, no, no. You're supposed to be three feet forward. You're not there, mm-hmm. and somebody comes through the lane too late. And now you've got your teammates looking at you going, you're not there. You're supposed to be there barking at you, and now it's affecting you more mentally. Now everybody's mad at me. Well, I don't understand. So defense is not – we always say, like, Obi can't play defense. His hips are too high. He can't move his feet. But if Obi understands where he's supposed to be on the floor, mm-hmm. then he'll be fine defensively. He won't be all defense. Nah. He'll be fine defense and i think okay. that's you know that's something that hopefully this group will teach because there's not enough talent for them to just out talent teams but if they are disciplined and structured they can get their share of wins against you know some of the lesser talented teams and maybe even surprise some of the more talented teams that maybe aren't really fired up to play a team like the knicks especially on back-to-backs man i'm curious to see what you're going to say now because you you have ob playing at three so I want to hear your <laughs> starting. <laughs> He's buying into Wally's world's that narrative, man. I see what you did. <laughs> That's it. Oh, Han said he's going to start in the three. Oh, Han said, no, I didn't say it. I just said maybe. Maybe. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe, maybe. maybe. So what's, what's your starting lineup prediction? It's your favorite question, I know. Yeah, I know it is. Um, I went Dennis, RJ, um, and I got to admit, the first time around, so I'll, I'll stick with my original because I talked myself out of it, but I went Dennis, RJ, Bullock, Randall, and Mitch. I got. I, I just said I think they'll, you know, they'll bring Obi in and they'll find ways to to play him, uh, you know, a lot, and and that they'll find places to put him. But I can I can see that scenario where maybe Bullock doesn't start and they put Obi there at the three if he looks like he can handle it. Yeah. Which they say physically he can do anything. I had the so, same, but I, I had uh, I had Peyton. I think Tibbs will go Peyton. I had DSJ in my ideal, but I think Tibbs would, would go Peyton. So I had Peyton. He's going to have Elf start at the point? I I think so, man. I Who else so are you going to trust man. right now? The, the the way Tibbs is talking, he says he wants team development solo. You're going to have him have DSJ out there. What, the, only, the only there? issue with Elford is that he, you know, he can only see out of one eye, right? Did you know that? <laughs> what? Wait, yeah, the, the eye looks at Randall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what side he can... You didn't know that? Yeah, I knew that. Oh, no, the chat the chat knows that well. The chat knows that well. 
Look at the percentages. Yeah, of- yeah, 30%. <laughs> yeah, 20, 29%, 30%. Yeah, and then the next highest guy is 9%. Yeah, yeah. It happens to be RJ, which is at least, you know, that's nice. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, and if I'm, I'm a point guard on that team last year, who's the one guy that gets buckets? All right, I'm passing you the ball. Yeah, so I at least trust. Get it. So, I, you know, it's no hate towards Alfred. I mean, it's smart. But I, that, to me, is the last resort. Yeah. Honestly, that's the I last hope so. I, I hope I so, man. But, um, Alan, that we definitely appreciate the time. Been a great conversation. Gave us one hour, man. We, we Hang appreciate on a second. it. Well, well, I thought I was taking calls with you guys, man. Oh, I, told, the, I was like, calls? Yeah, listen, oh, I, I didn't, listen, I didn't know. I told well, my we people to here. call in. We could, like, we could be here. I'm, I'm just being respectful of the time. We got some calls loaded up. No, I, can, I come here for the heat. All like, right. I'm, yes. I know it's coming. Here we go. <laughs> let's go. All right, so let's take some calls, yes. man. No, no doubt. Make sure we cut the video. Han wants Obi to start. The yeah. <laughs> let that go Nashville, man. All right. right with you, you like giving that face like, yeah, you, you're going to put putting those up. Yeah. <laughs> right. You'll be gas facing me on opening night where it's like, huh, oh, look at him. I know what you guys are doing. All right. Let's go. Uh, Ron for Baltimore. Kick us off, man. How you feeling, bro? Alan Han is on the show with CP and oh my gosh. And Alan. Hey Ellis, this is this is my Christmas. <laughs> Ron, how you Alan, feeling, man? Go ahead, bro. Here's my here's my question for you guys. Do you believe uh, that in the bubble environment, where you had Damian Lillard come out and say that he felt it was easier, yeah. the game was easier. You don't have to be on the road. You can go to your hotel room with coaches watch film be in bed by 11 30 p.m have some ice cream do you think that it's going to help the fact that these young guys with Thibodeau in this bubble environment do you buy into the fact that maybe some of these rookies may develop even more in the bubble and then my last question is uh alan uh rj and obi Thompson, do you buy into this notion that these guys because obi's from new york because rj embraced new york that that means something to Leon, to, to, to have faith in these guys, that, that we're, we're getting guys that actually want to be here, that it means something for them to put the uniform on. To me, that's, that, that means something, because if this is going to turn around, I want to do it with people that care about me and you. But that's all i got to say, but I love the show. Appreciate you, Ron. All right, Ron. Um, the, the second question I'll give you first, I mean, RJ was the third pick in the draft. I think he would have been happy, you know, like he just, he was picked. Um, the fact that he has the roots here, uh, that his dad played St. John's, his mom's, you know, Brooklyn, and she was a track star. I mean, talk about, I mean, how about he comes from good stock, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got that going on. And um, I think, yeah, you, you, this is what happens though. I don't want fans to get too caught up in that whole, he wants to be here thing. Porzingis wanted to be here, guys. Like, he wanted to be here. It wasn't until all the other stuff happened that he just, you know, he got into his head. I think his brother got into his head. He got, uh, you know, disconnected, disillusioned. And then, of course, the injury just had him all depressed. Um, But, you know, he wanted to be here when he got drafted. When you draft your own players, they are more invested than somebody who's on the outside that you're trying to bring in. When you draft him, he doesn't have a a choice. John Morant would have loved to have been in there, mm-hmm. right? Like, it doesn't matter who it is. It's if you draft him, this is what he wants. Steph Curry wanted to be a Nick. It's true. I was there. Mm-hmm. So drafting your own players is what develops that. 
And then if those players become good, people on the outside see it and they want to be part of it. So I, I feel like that's what you're seeing. And the fact that they have New York roots only makes it better because I always say the blood in the ground thing. I think yeah. it does matter. I agree. Obi understands what this is about. Yep. Like he understands it. Yep. He has yep. a little deeper understanding. And I do think RJ has, um, there's something about him that he's wired that way. Mm-hmm. Where he wants this. So that's what I'll say about that. Um, what was the other question? He, he asked about basically just, just having no pressure playing in front of fans, right? Oh, You're in that's, a bubble a great, that's a great question. Yeah, it's a great yeah. question. I said the same thing. When you, what did what did Austin say yesterday about the Knicks never have a no, real home no home court advantage because everybody is on their A game at MSG, right? See, and when we oh what the nineties the Knicks were tough at home and they used to beat the crap out of everybody. Yeah, yeah. but in the nineties you didn't have, like Michael came in and this was his building, right? right? Reggie yeah. came in and he you know they, they were the stars when they came in they put on a show they did it's just the Knicks were good enough sometimes mm-hmm. to overcome the show for the most part. Right. When you don't have enough talent when you don't have a star on your team. That, that didn't happen. So it doesn't, you're, it's not a home court advantage because other teams come in and they know there's no stars on that team. So I'm showing out. And that's what you have to deal with every night. The crowd, the buzz, the, uh, the 50 G that's in my pocket. Cause I just wore these sneakers on the garden floor. And so now my sneaker company just gave me an extra stack. Like that's all part of the deal. Like, you know, that. like if, if, if you open a fresh box that you're only supposed to wear in New York, and you know there's 50 grand with that box. How do you feel when you got an extra 50? All of a sudden you're like, yeah, I'm ready to, I'm ready to take on ready the world right now, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's what playing at the garden, that's why it matters. I mean, James Harden, you remember that whole thing with was it Adidas? They had it, it was Madison Square Harden. Yeah, yeah. It was a gigantic billboard mm-hmm. that they had right outside the building. And then he had a the night before the game on 30, was it 30th? They had in their in one of their they had a pop up store, and it was all that Madison Square Garden and all that stuff. And then yeah. the next night he put up sixty one. Yeah. So you know, like it's just sure. something about it. So you're dealing with that, with no fans in the building this year. I do think it changes the dynamic overwhelmingly. Absolutely true. Changes the dynamic yeah, completely for the visiting players and for the young players who don't want to hear. You know, for DSJ, who doesn't want to be booed, you know, right? He did on opening night. That you got that you got to hear Ira from Staten Island screaming at you. Like you don't want that. So I do think that there's something to be said about about that, and it should be an interesting dynamic to see this year. Yeah, I I agree, man. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. CPJ Ellis, Alan Hahn in here. Overtime, J Ellis. We got twenty seven hundred in the chat. We're going, we're going overtime with Han Solo. You know what I mean? I thought I thought we were gonna cut it at the hour. He's he's going uh, national with ESPN, man. So I had to make I, sure. I wanted the calls. You, you all your all your followers. You got millions of followers, and they hit me on Twitter like, "I hope you're ready for the smoke." I'm like, <laughs> Alan wants the smoke. Let's do let's it. Go. All right, let's do it. Next man up. Let's go to my guy. His nickname is Worldwide West. An, another <laughs> Long Island guy too. Solo. This is this is my guy West. What's going on, bro? Yo, I'm chilling. I'm chilling, man. CP, Jay Ellis, Alan Honda, great. What's going on, man? It's an honor. All three of y'all tonight, man. Yeah, man. Good to hear from you, Wes. What's going on, bro? Are you out on the island? Yeah, Wes, where are you on the on the island again? I'm over here. I'm with the um, Central Heights of High School, CI. CI. K-Solo. Yes. So we, we played against um, AJ Price and 
and all of that. That was my, yeah. my that was my era. Amityville. AJ Price. Yep. Yep. I lived, yep. I lived in Brentwood for a while. I lived over on Washington Avenue in Brentwood. Okay. You 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 lying, Alan. You ain't living in Brentwood, Washington. <laughs> you you I'll, I'll dig up an old driver's uh, license. I'll give you the address. <laughs> <He's all swagging. laughs> Absolutely. Yo, that's that that's the hood now though, Alan. That's you from the hood, man. Wait, wait, wait. It wasn't? Like what was it? <laughs> yeah, right. Like like what, what what because I grew my hair a little bit longer now? Like all of a sudden like, I can't say, do that. I'm old. Alan's not tested. What you trying to say? Long Island stand <laughs> up, man. You gotta throw the braids in, man. You got you got you gotta throw the cornrows in. <laughs> don't do that. I don't think that's gonna work don't for John MSD. West guy with your point, bro. <laughs> all right, all right. So getting down to business. Um I'm a big supporter of Frank Milikina, right? Not that mm-hmm. I think of, of that of him as a superstar, as anything more than just a, a, a good point guard who can set his teammates up and he's I'm with you. He's very equipped to play, in my opinion, with when you have other scorers on the court. And you got Obi Topping, you got RJ Barrett, you got um Julius Randle. Assuming all three of them is in the starting lineup. He's a guy who can run the pick and roll, despite everybody keeps saying that he can't run the pick and roll. But if you look at the numbers, he runs the pick and roll well. He guards the pick and roll well. He's one of the better passers on our team, right? Not in the NBA, but on our team, right? And he's one. He's the best three-point shooter on our team as far as the guards are concerned. The other two guys shoot abysmal, at least from the corner threes, which Tom Thibodeau uh, – Stresses as part of yeah. his offense. Mm-hmm. He excelled mm-hmm. at that. You look at his first year, he was coached. Uh, they played Jared Jack over him. You look at the second year he was coached, they got uh, they got Moutier and played him over him. Two guys who were journeymen, who were signed for one year, who you knew were not part of the future. They placed in front of Frank. If you look at the Atlanta Hawks, if you look at the um, Charlotte Bobcats, and you look at other rebuilding teams who drafted Miles Bridges, Michael Bridges, and, you know, Cam Reddish. All of these guys are getting 25, 30-plus minutes out the gate. Not necessarily because they earn them, but there's a duality of ways to uh, for a player to develop. And on-court minutes is an important factor. Now, when you're getting players who are journeymen and who has failed in the NBA for six years, and you're putting them in a rotation over a guy that you drafted and who's going to be here for four years, and you're stubbing directly, stunting his growth. What is the sense psychologically? How does a franchise, an organization do something like that? I just think that that is so backwards and so idiotic. And then we keep coming up with these, these phrases and these excuses. Oh, Frank's not ready to start. Frank's not ready to be the point guard. So let's get a guy who averaged eight points and seven assists for his whole career and shoots 28% from the three-pointer to go play over him who's not going to be here next year. I just don't understand the logic behind that. Uh, At the very least, Frank is a contributor in the NBA as a backup point guard. And like you said, he can slide over to two and play spot minutes. Right. Right. At the very least, moving forward. At the very least. Go ahead. Wait, go ahead. Go ahead. So get your point. So so let me, let me answer. Let me answer it then. Because again, I mean, I asked the same questions and I asked them to each coach that, that he, that he dealt with. And the answers were consistent from coach to coach. I'm, you know, again, this is not, I'm not, this is not hyperbole. This is not agenda. This is not narrative. I'm, I'm being honest with it. Like, we're just, we're just talking here. It's the same exact thing. 
from day to day, you never know what you're getting from. And when that happens at the point guard position, it affects everyone else. It's one thing if I'm the, I'm a center and I'm a young center or I'm a wing and I'm a young wing and I'm, my head's not in every game where I, I don't have the same energy each game, whatever it is, you can hide, you can hide that guy. When you've got the ball in your hands and you pick up your dribble at half court, the whole thing falls apart. You know, when you're making a pass, when you're, when you're coming across, you know, center court and you make a pass that is like dangerously about to get picked off. Because it's just a simple cross, you know, like pass. Yeah. Like you're not running the offense and I can't trust you with the ball because I got four other guys I got to worry about. And those four other guys are walking back to the huddle and they're bitching about it. They're not going to do it publicly. So you, know, you got to understand, like, it is not, we don't like that kid agenda. It's not, it's I like, first of all, who wasn't, like everybody was invested in his success because it was such a controversial pick, especially after Donovan played so well, you had to make him something. You're going to tell me that Mills and Perry were not invested in making him great. I, I mean, I agree, but even like the Moody, you know, Ramon Sessions, yeah. it kind of did seem like they kind of buried the kid. They, well, still, Sessions man. was a vet that they trusted who could at least right. get you to the offense. Right. Yeah. Moutier played fast all the time, whereas Frank would play fast sometimes and not all the Right. I'm telling you from talking to guys, you'd run down the floor and he's not running the ball down the floor. Then he'd run down the floor and you're like, oh, yeah. now we got to run down. Like, it's just, it's not easy to play with him. Mm. And that's the frustration. He's got to figure that out and he got better at it. He has gotten, I mean, yeah, I, I thought he, he finished strong. I thought he yeah, finished yeah. strong. He had a 2010 game last year. He ended with a 2010 game. Better. I feel like Brooklyn was really good. Like, I think he's got, he has moments, you know, there was frustration when, you know, he should have been guarding Kyrie on that shot. We all know that like there's certain moments that, you know, you felt like he should have been in that position and they didn't put him in that position. So I agree. But when I'm, when you asked me the question of why this has happened to him, he's not somebody that you can just play 40 minutes a night and say, we're going to live with it. You can't with a point guard. It's like doing it with a quarterback. You can't. That's a position that if it's affecting the other four guys, you got to dial it back. That's my answer. That, and, and that's kind of even why I said explore some some RJ and even Alec Burke, who's had some experience playing point guard in Philly. Point with Philly, yeah. Yeah, same like thing. if you're going to have Frank, when I was even saying have Frank in the starting lineup, and I'm not even necessarily saying playing 40 minutes, I'm saying have have those guys – be playmakers by committee and not just solely rely on Frank. And, and, and that's really what I'm saying. So you, so you don't just get lost in the sauce. All right. Let me, all right. I, and I, I, I'm with you on that. Mm -hmm. Now let me ask you this. If it gets to a point where they start the season and Frank is not in the rotation, are you, do you think Tom Thibodeau doesn't know what he's doing? I mean, at this point, there's so many. You have people. to trust him. Like, don't you? No. Like, there's yeah, a guy that goes you to trust he's him. win, and he's been around long enough at this point to know who can play and who can't. Right. If he's not playing a lot under Tom and Woody, it's over. Around, yeah, it's if, over. if he's not playing a lot, that's one thing. But we also know no, Tom. Also know Tom doesn't like to play young guys at all. So it's it's a balance, like you said. No, it's it's, it's going to be... It's gonna, huh? Yeah, you, you just, this is year four now, JL. Yeah, this, this is year four. This is year do this or is, die, man. It's do or this die, is year four. I understand this is year four, but this is also year four, like we said before. Every time he's... Every time 
there was always another three point guards in front of him for every year. And every time I feel like he got on a semi roll, he got a groin injury. So oh, I'm not, I'm oh, not now. Oh, so your best ability is your availability. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I'm not even, yo, I'm not even saying that Frank Lukina is the savior of the New York Knicks. I'm just saying, I just saying I want to see a, a defined role from year to year. That's all really what I'm saying. And and I think I'd like to see him show me what that role is. And I'm hoping it's this year. I am. I'd love to see four years of draft picks, four years of top 10 lottery picks. I'd love to see them stay together and grow up together. Right. And you and don't, you don't bleed for four years to get top 10 picks. Absolutely. To, to not get it right. Like you got to get them right. And so I want that to happen. I just don't still know what he is. I don't know what he is. Don't know Absolutely. what he, like, I don't honestly. I don't know what Kevin is. I don't really. No I'm clue. not quite sure what RJ is. No, no. And, to, and to be honest with you, to be honest with you, Alan too is like, if he's not playing, he's not playing. Because I'm, for me, I'm actually really curious to see what quickly is because. Yep. Because I, I feel like the shooting is going to is mm-hmm. going to translate. He's an expert when he's shooting at that volume. Uh, in college, I feel like that's going to translate, and I feel like defense is going to translate as well. Like even if he's not a point guard, three and ninety-two percent from free throw, ninety line, from the free throw, exactly. Line. You're going ninety percent. Like when your slashes are like, like the, to me, the standard on your slash has got to be at the NBA. If you're a good shooter, it's 48-40-90. That 48-40-90 guy, mm-hmm. like, and I'm talking about from a wing. If you're a big, it should be over fifty, obviously. Mm-hmm. But forty-eight forty-ninety, like you are a legit shooter, legit shooter. So, and I, you know, quickly was showing that type of stuff and he's not an explosive player that gets to the rim easy. Like he's doing it with floaters. Yeah. Right. So many draws fouls too. So yep. even if he's not getting into the rim, he's still throwing fouls. And now you go into the line, you shoot 90%. It's, it's all money. So even if Frank isn't going, going like I still, Hey, take him out if he's not playing. But I feel like there's other people on this team where I'm even more iffy on who doesn't bring anything on the offense or the defensive end where I'm like, all right, I feel like they might be the first on the chopping block yeah. now to get minutes when it I, comes to, you know, who can contribute to this team, in my personal opinion. Well, if you're asking me, I'll put it on the record. I'd rather see Frank play the backup point guard position than Alfred Payton. Yeah, me too. Right? I, like, I, I don't, don't need to see Payton for the, for the whole year. That's you know, no offense to him. I don't need to see Payton for the whole year. Me no, I, I'm not invested in him. I'm invested. I'm not invested in, in, him. Invested in Alfred. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm with you. Like yeah. I'd rather see that, but if I'm a coach, I'd rather put a guy out there that I can trust is going to get my team organized and into an offense and keep us in the flow and not create the is- issues that I've seen where guys are walking back to the huddle and there's a lot of like just frustration. I agree yeah. with you. Uh, absolutely, uh, uh, Alan. How are you looking on time right now? I, like I said, I'm still waiting for smoke. Oh, he wants oh, the smoke. The line. He, oh, he wants the smoke. Okay, let me let me see who we got here in the, in the switchboard. Are you guys trying to get me off this thing? By the way, are you like like? No, you know what? Listen, I'm, I'm just I'm just being uh just making sure you're good on the time. Just making sure you're good on the. I told time. you have me for the night. So when you guys are done, I'm done. Let's do it. Let's do it. All let's right, go. let's go with my guy down in Florida, Jay from Florida. What's going on, bro? Yeah, run it up for your boys. Hit that thumbs up. Yes, Hit that sir, like yeah. button, subscribe, do all that, do all that. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, man. Like I've been saying the last couple nights, CP, Alan Hahn was good. Jails was good. Let's Mitch go. is an idea, right? Mitch is an idea. I feel like they're not taking Mitch seriously. I want to ask Alan, do you think it was a possibility of them actually trading Mitch before the draft to move up in the draft? 
Yes. Yeah. Do you think? Do you People think they were seriously entertaining? Idea, but looking at the yeah. way Tom is talking about Mitch, I wouldn't have been surprised if they if they would have traded him for Lamelo on draft night. Yeah. Right. Uh, My second question is: I'm a draft guy. You know, season is cool. We like the games, but I like the draft because I want to win consistently for the next ten years. I don't want to win <laughs> for two years and then be back to square one. Who do you want to see them pick? Do you want? Do you like Kate Cunningham? Do you like Suggs? Do you like Green? Uh, who, who you like? What up? And then we were anti Halliburton the whole six months. Right? Halliburton was not the not the move. Let's go run it up for your boys, Allen High. Respect. Let's I'm go. out. Let's go. Let's go, Jay. <laughs> we didn't Jay must have heard my show. Jay had to have heard my show today. He just wants me to go off like I did. I don't know. I went straight Mad Dog. I, I, just, I listened back to it. I'm like, how did I turn into Mad Dog Russo? <laughs> I couldn't take it anymore because I had this caller and he did the same thing. You know, like, first of all, let me just clarify. So from what, from what I understand, I think this had been reported also. So I don't think I'm breaking the ground here. Um, I know Golden State was shopping that two pick. Yeah, for right? sure. And one of the one of the scenarios, I believe, and I think Zach Lowe had this. So I, again, I don't think I'm, you know, I'm not giving any breaking news here, but I believe one of the scenarios that they were looking at was uh, the two pick for the um, the two pick Wiggins uh, contract go to the go to New York, and Mitch and the eight go um, go to Golden State. State. And then the Knicks would have targeted Wiseman. Right, that's right. Yeah, the Wiseman stuff. They no, they didn't work him out, but they yeah, I know they loved him. Like wow. who have you not? Like he's got great potential. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, wow. it fits their timeline when you think about age and you know youth and development, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the Wiggins contract that kind of made you just you know, Yeah. Like, you know I mean? uh, and Tom knows Wiggins pretty well. So I right. think you know, he probably would say I'm all set there. But that's one I think that was one of the scenarios. Uh, I don't think it was for Lamelo though. I, I don't. I don't believe Lamelo was really a, a target. Wise, there. Yeah, the Wiseman stuff was there. It was real. Kobe was always, always their target. Holy cow! Yeah, I know that. I understand. They oh, they loved him. Uh, I mean, he worked out all summer with Rick Brunson. You guys know mm-hmm. Rick Brunson. Yeah, pretty of course. Tight. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, you know, like this, th- there was a relationship yeah. that had developed already. He was family a long time, long before. Well put. That's exactly how I'd put yeah. it. Um, so that that part of it, that part of it, yes, but. Can we not talk about the dra- Can we just put it in? <laughs> and my I guy found a way to, to take a jab at Halliburton for, for one, I mean, one good message. <laughs> I get it. It's probably going to be another lottery. You might as well start watching college basketball. I get it. There's a bunch of young guys that are exciting to watch. But can we play a game? <laughs> I one game before I start thinking about tanking and, and, and the lottery. And as I said today on the show, you know already, Nick fans. You understand, right? When you start rooting for losing – then, then, you know, then, then Maurice Endauer makes a layup. And <laughs> the Endauer game is still a nightmare. The when Endauer never, game is still a nightmare. Why did we never resign him, Stephen? <laughs> For good reason. When, whenever, whenever you start talking about losing and draft positioning, when you start saying about when bad things happen, bad things, bad, bad things juju. like, like, you know, pictures of Zion and Nick Jersey. <laughs> Candles. And you and you fall two spots. Oh. Like that's just what oh. goes on. We might have dodged the bullet, man. He, he hasn't been healthy yet. Man. Heartache. <laughs> so heartache, man. No, 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 no. That, don't laugh. I'm, I'm the jury's out on him, man. It is. It is. I'm a little it's nervous with the whole conditioning talent, thing. It's kind of weird. His his want it is uh, is something that I think some people are are watching Question, closely. Yeah. And if Stan can can get it out of him, 
Mm. Interesting. That's, that was an interesting pickup for them, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. CPJ Ellis Allen Hahn in here. Sure. He wants to smoke. Well, let's, go, uh, let's go to South Carolina, J. Ellis. Let's bring my man Ron Cleveland yeah. in the building. Ron, what's going on, bro? How you feeling? Man, 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 man. <laughs> CP, J. Ellis, Alan Hunt. <laughs> man, let's, let's just get right into this theme of Frank, man. Playtime is over, you heard me? <laughs> let's just talk about Frank. Frank is a combo guard. What is a combo guard? Is not someone that you hold exclusively at the point or at the two. You can right. play him at either position. I know some people in chat probably saying, well, Frank can't shoot. Well, Frank is a 3 and D guy. Frank shot 46% from the corner three. The guy shot over 80% from the free throw line. Get the numbers. And when you look at how our team looked when Frank was on the floor this past season, compared to that bum Peyton who we brought back, <laughs> Frank looked better than him. And DSJ, we know he can't run a team. He can't run a rec league. So oh, all that yeah. talk about bashing Frank, and let's talk about defense. Before Frank got to the Knicks, we had point guards that was allowing guys to come in the garden, make steaks, had his girlfriends come in, driving Lamborghinis, <laughs> doing what they want to do, putting up putting up career numbers. Guys who were career backups coming in, in the garden, putting up back, putting up career numbers. When Frank came, all that stopped. Frank is an elite defender. What Clint we down love Luke. the most is defense, oh, and that's why I'm happy we got Tibbs, and they're going to find a spot for Frank. Even if he's not on the Knicks roster, I tell you this, he'll go someplace else, and he'll be in the league 10 years, and we'll be saying to ourselves, oh, man, here goes another one we had that we let go. So with that, man, I'm out. Man, man, man. <laughs> so, 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 we, we got callers with their own intro, man. This, this is what we like do here. Yeah, yeah. That's impressive. Uh, <laughs> I'll have what he's having, though. Like, all of that stopped. Did you forget that I told you that James Harden went for 60? Yeah, uh, right. Madison Square Garden, <laughs> right? Monte Graham, remember that game? I mean, how many, how many, how many times did a guard come in and shred the Knicks? Yeah. Wait a minute. When did it stop? Hey, Anna, we beat the Rockets. Like, RJ yeah, Barrett. You make me have to, like, you make me have to be a hater. You make me do this. Because you, you create this, you create this fictional character that you call. We, we cape for the kids, Frankie man. Smokes. We cape oh, for the kids. Exist. No, we call that him the guy doesn't exist. What you are seeing doesn't exist. He comes in and he just locks it down and he, he the team plays better. And he, he sits in the corner and just drills threes. What? No, he doesn't. He hates being in the corner. Ask him. He can't stand yeah. it. Why does he stand with his hand is on the hips when he's in the corner? Because he doesn't want to be there. Why? Both on his hand. Come on, guys. True. I, Listen, love, I love Nick fans. You guys take somebody who's like, you know, a, like whatever he is, and you turn him into something, some fictional superhero. We're, we're trying to see the development, man. We're tra- no yeah. one has broken the curse of Charlie Ward yet. Exactly. Oh, we're hoping that Frank is the guy. No one has that's broken true. it. But you guys are out. You guys are out of your mind with some of these, like, <laughs> like what you what you turn Pablo Prigioni into. What you turn? <laughs> like I mentioned Cope, but I mean, give me some other. Cope, hey, some, Cope was like, my guy. Terey Murray. I, I, yo, I stand for Terey Murray, man. That was my Terrain. guy. I had hopes uh, for Terry like at the point guard. I actually like too. But but how many people? Arnie Collins. Now tell tell everybody right now. Put a thumbs up. 
Put a thumbs up if you thought Alexei Shved was the answer. Oh, that was me. That was my guy. <laughs> the, if Shved was your guy, put a you know thumbs up in the chat. I had hopes for Shved, man. I like tall guards, man. I thought Shved was going to be the guy, bro. Yo, you guys create these fictional characters and turn them into superheroes. Like, God bless you for it. But it's like, you know, Jeremy Lin had a great six games. Yeah. He had a great six games. Yeah. I tell people all the time, be re- be realistic about that. They say, oh, he, we haven't had a point guard since there. Lynn. And I love that uh, he's a good dude. I had a great time with him. We did the whole reunion thing. He came on the show. I had a great conversation with him. I'm happy for his success. I am happy for him. Mm-hmm. This is, again, not the hater thing. It's just the it's the realistic thing. Be realistic. Be yeah. realistic. Even he laughs at it. He's like, I don't know. It's just wherever I go, they love me. It's yeah. like, that's, <laughs> that's a good thing, but. Oh my God! Listen, I, I, I like Frank's Frank in the game, and they've team plays better, and he 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 locks down. The, oh, what, I'm sorry, didn't Devontae Brett was it? I like Frank. He he gives us good defense and spurts. <laughs> I tell you, Frank is replaceable, man. He's replaceable. Every team has a Frank on the team. It, it's, it's the truth is somewhere in the middle. Allen is somewhere in the middle. He's not a superhero, right? <laughs> but he has played good defense in the spurts, and and he, he does shoot good. In the corner three, he shoots bad everywhere else, but that corner three, he and, shoots and really his, good in the corner. Instagram makes him look like the third member of Jodeci. That's, that's right. <laughs> that Gen Z drip, man. All right, let's let's go a couple more. Um, uh, let's keep it Long Island, man. My guy Dan from Long Island. What's going on, Dan? How you feeling? Yo, what's good? What's good, fellas? Yo, glad to hear you guys. Yo, Alan Hahn. I'm from Brentwood, kid. I'm from Regis Park. When, okay. When, Where'd you grow up in Brentwood? I was on, I was um, uh, off Washington Avenue on the north side. Oh, so you were near like the country club there? Like the, the, up there? Not, there, not right? in the country club. See what you're trying to do? <laughs> on the other side of Washington. He was an aristocrat <laughs> no, in Brentwood. No, no, no. no, no. You're saying that the golf course over there. I know, I know. The golf, yeah, no, I know the golf course. I know the golf Kevin Knox. Kids got no motor. Kid can't defend. Kid looks lost all the time. How does he fit on a Thibodeau team? It's a great question. Uh, the motor's got to be there. That's always been the question for him. Mm-hmm. If anybody knows it, it's Kenny Payne. He did, you know, he spent time with him in Kentucky trying to get that motor revving. Um, I agree with you. I do think his awareness is, you know, on a scale of one to ten, is usually at a two defensively, oh, and that's yeah. a problem. I think the game happens too fast for him sometimes. Mm-hmm. He means well. He's a gym rat. You know, like this isn't a guy that doesn't care. It's just sometimes you just, you know, that you're as good as you are. You know, I think he's got physical tools. I don't know if he knows how to use them. Yeah. So he's somebody that, yeah, then, you wonder. Then, let me ask you a question, though. So then, how, you know, Cal Perry is always gassing his guys. Like, when are we going to be, when are we going to figure out that that's what this cat does? He just tells us all his players are great. And, you know, I'm just concerned. I hope the young man we got in the second, in the I mean, the, at the end of the first round isn't another one of these Cal Perley joints on us. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, no, at what no, point no. do we Did say, you ever watch quickly play? You, know, you ever watch quickly play? You ever watch him play? Dan, 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 you know, Dan, they, they, Dan have you have you they, seen? They don't, they don't perform. Have you seen quickly play? Have you seen quickly play? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Kentucky players don't perform. Ninety seconds. Sure. Go ahead, Alan. Go ahead. Kentucky players don't perform in the NBA. It's hours so far. 
No, well, Randall's Kentucky's okay. Randall's fine. Record, it's man. exaggerated. Not, not, Knox might just be a lemon. We'll see. Players from Kentucky in the NBA. There's no other program in college that has more players in the NBA currently than Kentucky. And most of them are very good players. It's just Kevin is a guy that Cal said out of the gate. We had him on. Yeah. That you're going to have to be patient because it's going to take time. Yeah. You don't expect him to be great right away. And, I mean, Cal was right. Listen, Cal is going to big up all his plays. That's what he does. He's a coach. What is he going to do? Tell you the kid's not good? You know what I mean? Right. He's, he's, no, he's, he's, a, he's a salesman. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, listen, Kentucky has a good track record. Knox might be a lemon. We'll see what happens. But I, I got to think quickly he's going to come in. At the very least, he's going to space the floor for you. He's going to knock down the jumper. The, the point guard will be his swing skill. You know, yeah. that I think that will tell you where exactly he needs to be. I think with quickly, maybe he didn't get a chance to really showcase himself at the one because he shared the backcourt with Hagens and with Maxie as well. You know, Kentucky, when they're in there, with you have five beasts, the best of the best in, in high school basketball, playing one and done. They don't get a chance to really, they don't get a chance to really, you know, showcase themselves that much. So I think we don't know exactly what quickly is from a ceiling standpoint and time will tell. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I'm curious to see where it quickly fits, but don't don't say he's you know another one of those guys. I, I if you watch them play, he's SEC Player of the Year. That, that's right. got to yeah. be something, doesn't it? Yeah. By the way, who else is in the SEC? The guy that went number one, Anthony Edwards. Anthony, yeah, I think he'd be Anthony fine. Edwards. He just needs to get some time. Yeah, man. Absolutely. All right, let's let's go one more for solo. Let's go to my guy. Still in Long Island. Long Island's in here repping heavy, man. So to everybody yeah. in the chat. Let's I'll go to call in. <laughs> Raw Hebrew Revenant, what's going on, bro? How you feeling? Oh, Raw Hebrew, what up, bro? Good evening, my brothers. Good evening. You know what? Alan Hahn. Alan Hahn, salute from the Strong Island. I got you. I don't agree with anything you're saying, <laughs> but I got you. You're my brother. <laughs> Alan Hahn from Strong Island. I'm from West Babylon and Hempstead, or we repping in here. Okay, Frank Nilakina. Oh boy, you Alan kept repeating this one phrase tonight. He kept saying, "All three coaches that I talked to, X about Frank Nilakina." That's like saying I got married at nineteen and divorced. I got I got married at twenty and divorced. I got married at twenty one and divorced, and I still don't understand. How to run a relationship. Give me a break. <laughs> I see where he's going. I see where he's going. And we're talking about upside. So look, listen, I'm going to tell you straight up. I will trust what, what Tibbs' judgment is. I will trust what his judgment is. If he decides Frank can't play and sits him, I'm not going to complain. Okay. Because one thing yeah. I am very confident in, and I'm very happy, I have not been this excited about a coach since we got, uh, since we got Pat Riley. One thing I'm very confident in is if whoever is his rotation will have earned those minutes. And I'm very confident in that. Now, with regard to Frank, as my man Ron Cleveland said, he can play the one or the two. He, he could guard four positions, no question. But I'm saying to you, Ron was a little off. Look at the stats. Frank shot 52% from the corner three last year. Not 30, not 50. My man, my man Tibbs is running his offense to get open looks from the corner. Thibodeau not only said that everybody's going to earn his minutes, he stressed, and we all know this, Steve. So when you're talking about now Mitchell Robinson, we know he's got talent. 
what Tim said, as Alan said, and as y'all said, is very true. He mentioned professionalism, showing up for work. Okay, I get that. But with Frank, come on, man. He's the most team-first guy on the team, period. And he and he's one of the top defenders on the team. One of the, you know, ask Luka Doncic. Ask Trey Young. Ask Westbrook what Frank could do. Because they all have felt the wrath. So I'm saying to you, listen, I think the kid is ready to start giving the key. First of all, if y'all talking about inconsistency, right, listen to this. I'm saying to y'all, if you put that boy out there in his second year or third year for 20 straight games, look, they, they won 31 games, 29 games, 17 games, 19 games. What the hell they got to lose? You put them out there for 20 straight games and he screws up, and then you talk to me about, well, we don't know what we're going to get every night. Put him out there. And let's see what he got for 20 games. At least, daggone, well, Moutier started that's why like 50 games said, the year he was here. That's so, why I said what I said. Get down, get You have Tom Thibodeau now. You just said you trust him. And, and you, you know, so that's why I said this is where we'll see. Because Tom will. Tom is the guy that you would think would look at Frank and see all the things right. that you guys see and say – I can mold that. I can turn that into something or he'll watch him in training camp and just see what the other coaches saw and feel it's time to move on because, you know, again, that's not their pick. That's not their guy. They can always let him just go ahead into free agency. They don't have to pick up his option. So that's something or or qualify him. Actually, he's in that year. So that's something that I think is going to be real interesting to watch. I want to see it. And after OTAs, I was kind of hoping to get a little like something out of Tibbs that made it sound like he can't wait to work with this kid. And I didn't get it. So now his training camp begins. Let's watch it. And that's all I ask. Everybody that's all, you know, on the, you know, Frank is great side. If you trust Tibbs, then this will be the, the, this is the final say. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm saying. Let this be the final say. And if I love, if Tibbs turns around and turns him into an all-star, I'd love that. Yeah. So it's not, I'm not rooting against it. I just – I don't have any evidence that tells me that's going to happen. Well, hopefully he can buy it into a role. I, I think it's still off-ball, man. But as you said, if he's not going to embrace it, you know, yeah. how much are you really going to get out of him there? It's going to be interesting. I'm yeah. interested to see how they – I would like to see them use, you know, some three-guard lineups. Frank, RJ, quickly. Frank, RJ, Rivers. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I, I think they could do some damage, run. man. I think I want to see them run. I want to yeah. transition. I'll get up yeah. and down the floor. Get, it, get up and down the floor. Get up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see a fast-paced team uh, that, that plays yeah. hard up and down the floor instead of half-court stuff because they don't have enough talent to play half-court, in my opinion. Yeah. No. No, it's that's the worst half court defense in the yeah. league. Um, but last question for you: A lot of the fans are interested in Brad Dacus, man. What, what do you think the the organization yeah. sees Iggy in this whole equation? Um, I kind of see him, but I don't know. I, I think it's going to be uphill climb for him. But what do you think? Yeah, he's a lot in his way. There's a lot of people in front of him. Um, when I watched him in the G last year, he could definitely score, but he still struggled defensively in the G. So, you know, defense could be an issue. I don't know if his feet are fast enough, right? Like. I think he's got a nice offensive game. Just don't know if that game really translates at the position he's he's got to play in the NBA, you know. And then he's got a bunch of bodies in front of him. It's not going to be easy, you know. Does he does he make the roster? I think that's something that is a question right now. And it all depends on how many players they allow you to keep because there's some talk that they're going to expand it to 15. 15. Yeah. So that could be helpful. And then you know the G's going to play in a in, in a bubble. Right. Right. So it's not like you're just going to, oh, you just, you know, go to Westchester. Like, that's yeah. not happening. So, mm-hmm. you know, Iggy's in a tough spot. 
you know, he is in a tough spot. For sure, man. For sure. Yeah. Well, solo, we we burn we burn the midnight oil on this thing, man. The, the Frank Hive came. He wanted the smoke. Frank, the Frank Hive came, the smoke. came the with smoke. the smoke. <laughs> Absolutely, was, man. This is this was fun. Thanks for having me. And again, I, I I salute you guys for what you do. The passion you show, I, I mean it. You know, I mean, there's there's mainstream media and there's that regular coverage, but there's there is something I, I love the genuine about um, the coverage that guys like you bring because it's a lot different. It's more, you know, to the heart and more passionate. And it says something of a team that hasn't done anything in a decade, right? Legit, right? Hasn't done anything in a decade. Yeah. has had a lot of rough times. And yet you've got a huge audience of people watching, you know, your streams. That says a lot about how important, you know, this team is still is to people. And that's sure. why it tells me how much I want to see them get this thing right, get this oh, thing yeah. back. And I yeah. feel like that's my responsibility, right? To, you know, to make sure that it's not like I'm not turning a blind eye to things that are wrong that we know we pointed out because no one deserves this more than the fans. No one does. Sure. You know, so what you guys do is valuable. It's important. And keep doing it. God bless. Thank Pre- you. Man. Appreciate it, man. And, and I figured be, before the show goes national, Barton Hahn, this, this might be the last one, man. Next next appearance, you might have to go through his people, JLS. You know what I mean? The price is going up for Solo. He's flexing the Emmys in the background. Yeah, the show's going national. Check him out. I know. You know, big know. things popping, man. The aristocrat from Brentwood. Never forget it. Numbers are going to change. I, I see it. I see it happening. <laughs> Alan, thanks again, Always man. Always have time for you guys, though. Always have time for you guys. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. Appreciate you guys. That's Alan Hahn of MSC Networks and ESPN. Hit that thumbs up button yeah. for you, boys. That was epic. He wanted the smoke, Jay Ellis. Oh, man. And he got the smoke. He got from it. From the Frank Hive. The Frankie Smokes. The I don't even Frank say Frankie Smokes. I've never used that. I've never <laughs> used that moniker ever, but it just seemed like this situation called for it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, nah, great show. Great, great show, man. So to everybody for definitely tuning in. It was a lot of fun. Uh, let me let me salute some of these super chats real quick, Chase. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, man, a lot of fun, good. a lot of fun. <laughs> Listen, I, again with with Frank, man. You know, I'm I'm Frank Hive. We'll see, we'll see where mm-hmm. he fits into this equation. You know, if if they want to go Frank DSJ or figure out some sort of hybrid point guard situation, I would be all for it, all for it. it I mean, it's obviously they're pushing DSJ because DSJ is is all over the place right now. He's in the social medias. He's doing the, the talks. We haven't even heard from Frank, you know, yeah. from the media yet. And that's no, you know, that's not um, typical. We usually yeah. see him by now. See what happens tomorrow, right? We haven't heard from Mitch, haven't heard from Randall, haven't heard from Frank. So probably tomorrow you would think that that's yeah, huh? from them, man. Yeah, what you guys think in the chat, man? Let us know what you guys thought about the show. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We got uh, 2,700 people watching on Knicks Fan TV. Salute to everybody watching on Nick of Time Show. Salute to everybody watching on Facebook, Twitch, wherever you guys have. The chat is going crazy. I hope I slowed down the chat. If I didn't, my bad. No, I did. I did. But even still, it's a lot of comments coming through. Yo, so, uh, yeah, man. Let me shout out some chat. Let me just because they've been rocking me and chilling. Yeah, but shout sure. out to Chris Rhetoric, uh, brother Earl, Will from LI, my guy, another LI guy representing. Yeah, Will from LI, yes, sir, yes, sir. Yep, Trell, Trell Stepiter, Moise Perez, shout out to you. My guy Fritz always holding down. Shout out Fritz to Fritz holding it down, man. Always yeah. supporting us, bro. Salute Facts. to Fritz, bro. Fritz is the, the man, man. I don't yeah, even man. know if Craig is in here, but Craig holds me down as well. So I don't know if you're here or not right now, but shout out to you. 
Absolutely. I want to shout out uh, boy Kev. What's going on? Team Hashtag New. Everybody repping Team Hashtag New. Appreciate it. Uh, Joe Deman. He says, thank you, CP. Thank you, Jay Ellis. Yeah, man. Definitely uh, thank you guys, man. The fans rep. The fans are repping. Like Alan said, bro. The fans are still here. We got Vampiro 2120 Las Vegas in the building. Salute to Vampiro. Chico Fernandez says, what a show. Johnny Grayson, another great show. Frank Scott says it was the Frank show. <laughs> for, the, for the second half, it was. It for the was. second half, it definitely was. <laughs> it was. Hey, man, Yo, Frank Kaiba, yeah. they love Frank, man. They, yeah, they but, love Frank. Andre Beckford said Frank is going to start this year. Drip more, bass cuts, great show. A lot of new people in the chat, man. A lot of new yeah, people. Yeah, shout to the new one. Well, shout to Michael Ryan and uh for, for the super chat. It says great show, guys. And shout out Will, Will from LI too mm-hmm. who, for the super chat. Yeah, I don't I don't keep no monies. The monies that I get, I be giving the Fritz Building. and to, to writers who write for me. And yeah. so thanks for anybody who, who contributes to the Nick of Time show. Y'all, y'all contributing to um, the people who help me out. And build Absolutely, man. We, we put it back in this thing to build it and, and to keep growing. That's that's just the honest truth. So we definitely appreciate all the support. Rob Clark says, best show ever. Um, Desmond Jordan, appreciate it. He says, team hashtag new. I was put onto the show by my brother a few months ago and I'm addicted. Great content, CP. Keep it up. Thank you, Desmond Jordan. We got mm-hmm. the R. He says, uh, Knicks Fan TV, the hottest show in the game. Great guests on the regular. Appreciate it. Brooklyn Student 73 he said, Jay Ellis, CP, and Han. Brooklyn, Queens, and Long Island. Totally true indeed. That was dope. I like that. Yeah, oh, oh, Super Chat. Shout out to oh, Super Chat. Super Chat's coming. And shout out to you guys. SK says, you want me over Alan Han coming from a, a Frank stand. Oh. Alan Han won over a Frank stand. Look at that. Wow, so he got some converters, Han converting converters from the Frank Hive to the Frank haters. Yes, yeah. So shout out to Sir Craft. He says, Love CP and JLS. You are the best. Shout out to you. Oh, my my bad. I didn't read your your, your message, Will from Eli. Says, Thanks so much for the show, guys. Eli was heavy in here. It was a great show. Fire emoji, fire emoji. Shout out to you, Eli. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Diego Portella says, Buddy (laughs) Heal rumors, any truth? We haven't heard anything about it. Um, seriously. And and uh, he says, is Frank telling the coaches he doesn't want to be that three and D only wants to be a point guard? Yeah, from Alan Hahn. But that was interesting, JLS, that uh, Frank doesn't really want to play off ball. Yeah, that was an interesting tidbit that he didn't want yeah. to play off ball. Yeah, very interesting tidbit. Very mm-hmm. interesting tidbit. You wonder how far more far farther along he would be if he embraced a different role. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that goes this year. He might not have a choice. Is do a die time, you know, last year. Uh, last year to work it out, work out the Kings, him and DSJ. They, they got drafted the same year, so we don't know if his contract will be extended. That, that it's going to be do or die, man. It's going to be mm-hmm. do or die. It's going to be tough. They're going to have to earn it and, and go ahead and earn it. Shout out Drew Brown, 305 Miami, team hashtag new. Shout out um, Frank Mato checking in from West Palm as usual. Frank never misses a show. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, we got some, some team hashtag olds in here like my guy Stephen Fox. Hi, hi. <laughs> Stephen Fox. Yo. What's going on? Go ahead, Jails. Oh, another super shout out to Grind Grind to Shine Apparel. Okay. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Check out your stuff. Dope show, fellas. Hashtag Grind to Shine. Hi, let me check you out. Like, let me yeah. see what you do, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who else I want to shout out? Um, Paul Niele says, Thank you, gentlemen, for sharing your time, passion for our Knicks. Hey, you know, it's not a job. It's just what I would be doing with, you know, if I wasn't streaming. So this is just what we do. Chico Fernandez, yeah. thanks, CP. Jay and Alan for coming on. Shout out, Alan, for being the next guy in the media for us fans. Hit that thumbs up button for you, boys. Facts. Yeah, bro. 
Oh, another another five from SK. Shout you, SK man. Yeah, this was a fun episode, man. Yeah, it was I, fun. I really enjoyed this a one. A lot man. of fun. How about that OB OB foot at the three? It's getting that footage CP. We're gonna edit out everything around that. And you know it makes sense because (laughs) all that at training camp, it's oh he's 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 destroying all the records and all the fitness and conditioning and and he's doing flips and he's doing between the leg dunks. It's lead up the promo. It's It's lead up lead up to the three. They're gonna try it. (laughs) No. Yes. Man. They're going to try. I'd rather them split it 2020 at the power forward. Man. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead and see what happens. Like I said, we got nothing to lose. Oh, nothing to lose. That's the three. Know. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> Tree City Gaming. Appreciate it. He says, keep it up. Allen Fan 20 says, would love to know if there's any truth to these Mitch rumors. I think we got into that. Mitch, Mitch. I think overall they, they want Mitch to put that work in. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a great yeah. thing. Put that that part did did um surprise me too. I didn't. I wasn't taking any type of Wiseman rumors seriously because we had Mitch. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think. I didn't think that we were seriously considering that. I yeah. thought it was always going to be a trade up for Lamelo situation, not a trade up for yeah. the big man. The Wiseman thing had juice and it was real. Sheesh. The Wiseman thing. I know my guy Troy Benjamin's happy about that. He was all in on Wiseman. There's a couple people. Uh, yeah. That, that were like go for Wiseman. Jake from Florida wanted Wiseman. I know uh, World Wide West, had, he, he liked Wiseman as well. So, uh, interesting. The Rhyme Animal, Chuck D, sends us a super chat, Jalus. Right, as right. usual, appreciate it. Um, Greg Walsh, he says, you guys are great. Keep grinding. Thank you, Greg. Who else okay. you SK, another one, another super chat. It says, nice. still a Frank fan, Stan, but Alan Hahn <laughs> was right about inconsistency. He sent the super chat just to clarify just to clarify. I love it. I, love it. I, love I like it. I love that it. too, man. Get your point across, bro. I love it. <laughs> uh, grind to shine apparel. Appreciate it. Jacob Moses, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Thanks, Jacob. RDD says thank you. We got Blondie John sends a super chat. Simma Singh. Timothy Stamotsos. Sounds Greek. Salute to <laughs> Timothy. David Garfinkel, appreciate it. Tiger Style, he's been in the chat a lot lately. He says, uh, oh my God, Alan lived in Brentwood. I can count on one hand how many guys I've seen that look like him. That <laughs> hey, Dave from Long Island lives in Brentwood, you know? Oh, man. De- De- oh, Maybe it was the switch. The switch, man. You yeah. know, the, sometimes the neighborhood switch is over, man. Yeah, not that, one. not that No one, one knows, but I used to be in Hempstead for a second. So yeah, Jay, was you a Long Island guy, bro. Yeah, you know I, mean? I went from... I was born in Brooklyn. I was weird. Yeah. I was born in Brooklyn, lived in Long Island, but I was still, my parents old school snuck me into schools in Brooklyn. So I was in Long Island sneaking into Brooklyn school. It was weird. <laughs> hey, yeah, right now my mom would be in do, jail. Man. She did that. Yeah. She got to <laughs> do, man. And then ended up moving back to Brooklyn. But there was a period of time where the neighborhood changed. Like it was all it was all uh, Hispanic people. Mm-hmm. Then it just changed to the hood overnight. <laughs> <laughs> big up Brooklyn, big up Hempstead, Strong Island. Yeah. Let's go. Rare edition says hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Great show tonight. Let's go Knicks. NY sports guy. The narrative that Tom doesn't play young is incorrect. He says Tom only plays the best. That gives him a chance to win. D Rose Wiggins cat. Young, yeah, I think his first year in Minnesota, he the young guys was definitely getting burned. Levine and them was definitely were definitely getting burned. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree. I think the dogs are gonna eat. And that's, that's it. I'm so curious to see what's gonna happen in this training camp. Man. Very it's much. So it's so crowded with mm-hmm. the Peyton, Austin Once Rivers. Again, he, Tibbs, Tibbs is gonna find himself like Fisdale, like Hornacek, 
like Fisher, everybody before him struggling to find rotations. The right balance between offense, defense. He's going to struggle. I know he is. Yeah, I just hope. I think, again, this year with no fans and everything, it's a good year to, to, to do those trials and, and, and extend training camp and really do your evaluations. I think there's no better time than now. Exactly. That's why I was really upset over the, the Peyton signing in general. Mm-hmm. Not that I was not that he's a bad point guard, but I just knew it just muddied the waters even more. Yeah, you know but you, I mean? you need a vet, though. I always said I, you still need the vet, and I guess it was, it was Peyton. You know, they, yeah. they, Augustine got three years from Milwaukee. Jeff T now he's gonna be getting some big time burn with the Celtics. Absolutely. Kemba's injury is kind of scary now. I just want to pick a direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we still haven't picked a direction. Or who who are we going to focus on developing? You are the lead point guard. You are the backup point guard. We R- haven't just really just you know R J Ob and Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. That's R-J, it. R J Ob and Mitch. Uh, shout it. out John He Lee. Sends us a 5,000 won, J. Ellis. We getting big in South Korea, bro. Hey. We might have to go to South Korea and do a live location, to. man, from their Times we, Square, man. Yo, when we start doing the tour. You're gonna, you're when we start the, doing the world tour, we're going to have to yeah. stop in Korea, bro. We, we already got to do the East Coast. You know what I mean? We got to go to yeah. the A. We got to go to Philly. Australia, too. Yeah. We got to go to Australia. And gotta go yeah, to we got to go to Australia. Check, <laughs> check the homies out there. New Zealand. You know what Facts. I mean? Facts. So shout out to Will from LI, man. He says, like, another super chat says the interview is a diamond. Appreciate definitely, it. definitely one there with my favorite. Love the passion from Alan. Great show, guys. Great show. Great show. Gary mm-hmm. Venters, he said, gentlemen, my question is, didn't the Knicks offer Randall incentives in his contract to cause him to maybe overreact? Oh, to say what that he was he was going after the incentives? I'm not sure. Mm. I don't think it was anything overreact. Listen, I think Randall was here. I think Fibs, Tibbs, I mean Tibbs, Fibs. <laughs> <laughs> I think Fisdale and Fisdale said it. He wanted to give him more responsibility. He wanted him to yeah. grow into being more than what he was. And Randall took that challenge. And again, when when the team stinks, when the team is constantly losing, your players who are number one when they really should be number three or four, their weaknesses are are glaring. Their weaknesses exactly. are more exposed. They hurt more. You know what I mean? Where Peyton hurts you more. Whereas when they were the backups, wherever they were, it was it was fine, fine and dandy, right? Like, and I've said this on another show, probably my own, probably my own. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't. I mean, sometimes these shows you're on, they're like, "What did I say this for?" Facts. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I just I feel it in my bones, man. I'm really excited about this Obi pick. Yeah, and I'm getting I excited about this Obi pick too, man. It's going. To, I feel like if he is the starting power forward. Eventually, it's just going to work out just because of the passing, man. The passing and the shooting yeah. just makes him a modern big who who just set for this type of NBA. And when you can combine that with his personality, and it seems like he already has that natural leadership skills and that work ethic, mm-hmm. it just, to me, I just feel like I can see him and RJ being like the cornerstones. The, yeah, the like cornerstones. real cornerstones. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm coming around to the OB pick as well, man. And and I think like I said, I think the offense will speak for itself. It's the defense and, and the playmaking that I'm more interested in seeing. And and I, I think he's gonna be solid. I th- I think he's gonna be solid, man. Whether that's mm-hmm. at the three or the four, I, th- I think more so four, obviously, but we'll, we'll see what they try. Right. <laughs> with, with the three. 
Well, right, let's go, right. man. I'm rooting for the kid heavy, bro. No doubt about it. He's for embracing sure. this thing. He's yeah, tough. man. He's mature. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for this kid heavy, bro. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yo, that shot that you just played. I... <laughs> when he, he does the, the behind the back. Yeah. The behind the back three from the corner and, and doesn't then turn around to see a drop. I didn't know he had that in the bag. He did this. Yeah, I'm yeah, talking about that on Twitter. I was like, yo, check this joint out. That shot was so filthy. Let's go. I like if that. If he does that at the garden, I'm going cut. I'm going ham. I going like ham. that. Let's go. <laughs> um, yo, a ton of super chats. We're we going to get through all of them before we wrap this thing up, man. So to everybody right. in the chat, hit that thumbs up on feed, boys. You definitely appreciate it. We got to salute to people tonight because this was the people's show. Um, where did I leave off? Curvins Lusant. Appreciate it, Curvins. Um, automatic YT says, what are the chances of getting Lonzo? I'm not sure, Jails. We got to see if, you know, David Griffin doesn't seem like a guy that uh, you could just push over. So, yeah. you know, I think they're going to see what they have. They got our guy, Kyra, or some guys, Kyra. Knicks, Knicks fans like Kyra Lewis. I like Kyra. They got Bledsoe Hill. like going to be too steep. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you know, Stan Van said he wants to see Lonzo take more, be more aggressive in the offense, not just look to pass. So seems mm-hmm. like they they're interested in seeing what they have in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I feel you. I'm wondering what's going to happen over there too, because they still have Blitz over there too, mm-hmm. and they still have Kyra over there. So they they're uh, they're kind of doing what we're doing. They're gonna have to make a decision unless they're doing some things where they see like a two guard front type of situation. Maybe yeah, trying to do that. yeah. But, Raw um, Hebrew Remnant says, great show, Nick's Fan TV, Nick of Time Show. Yeah, we got to get Raw Hebrew Remnant on the show. I talked to Yo, him. Yo, facts. Yeah. Facts. Shout out to you, Raw Hebrew, man. He, has, he does some great stuff. Yeah, yeah we got to get him on the show, man. Facts. I always like his takes. Um, yeah, man. I was thinking, great minds thinking life, CP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris C., great show tonight with Alan Hahn. Salute CP and JL. It's Nick's Fan TV. Let's go. Joel facts. John says, thank you. Appreciate it, Joel. NY Sports Guy, another chat. He says, hashtag old. Jeffrey Falto, big thumbs up to UCP. Appreciate it, Jeffrey. Go ahead, Jails. Oh, shout out to uh, Hits Over Hype. He has a question. Since the Super Chat it says, more likely to step up this year, Frank or DSJ? Yeesh. You think Frank? Frank. Oh, I'm going to say Frank, too. Who do, it who seems do like they're pushing DSJ. Step it up? I think Frank. I, f- I feel like they're trying to thrust DSJ into, into the spotlight, though. So I don't know if that means anything. But I, I just I just have more faith in Frank in Me general. Too. Me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, agreed. Mm-hmm. Payback Carter. That's my guy, Payback. He said, dope show. Alan came for the smoke. Let's do it. Nick's burner account sends us a, a, a <laughs> super chat. Could be, them. Could be them for real, bro. I love these guys. Could man, be them man. for real, man. Yeah, man. Rick, Rick Harrison says, for real fire show. Shout out to you. Yeah, it was a great show, man. Great, great show. Um, shout out, um, Joaquin Saavedra checking in from Uruguay jail. So we're in Uruguay. South Korea. We're heavy in South America. Let's go. Everybody throw your cities in the chat where you guys Someone's are repping from. We rep Long Island heavy tonight. I want to see where everybody's tuning in from, uh, and, and shout you guys out. Anton Cates is great work, fellas. Han Solo above the rim says, take Frank to the hood before the season starts. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yo, these comments, man. Yo, shout out infamous new king. He says, great show tonight. Shout out Alan Hahn. Hashtag the Brentwood aristocrat. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Barton Hahn. The Brentwood aristocrat, KMT. man. That's Hashtag his new nickname. KMT. That's his new nickname. Hit up Alan Hahn on Twitter between tonight and tomorrow and tell him his new nickname is the Brentwood aristocrat. 
Let's go. Ron that Pierre Jr., he says, great show. Thanks for keeping it real on Frank. Trevon Cash, good show, but Frank's defense is his long arms. Not physical enough to be considered a great defender. He's soft and can't penetrate the lane. Trevon keeping a buck. <laughs> his defense is his long arms. But I mean, is that his fault? No, it's not. <laughs> a lot of, I, I, I a lot of great defenders have long arms. I think he's still the best defender we have on the perimeter right now. Um Again, I, I said he's replaceable. I think he is. I, you know, and that's no slight. That's no slight to him. Yeah, I he, he's he a is a role role player. player. As of today, role player glue guy. That's it. We can find another role player glue guy. Hopefully, he pans out. It would be nice to have our yeah. own homemade one who can you know run some picky role, mm-hmm. play some defense from one to four. Hopefully, he works out. I'm rooting for Frank for sure. Everybody yeah, knows man. that already. Andre Beckford checking in from West Hempstead, Long Island. Shout out Cherry Valley. I'm starving right now. I'm about to eat some dinner after this. Shout out Cherry Valley. You should go to Cherry Valley in the late night jails and, and, and kill it. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a deli, but they have everything. Cherry Valley has everything. Um, this, this okay, what was the late night spot? Yeah, 24 hours, too. Chris Dada, oh, yeah. he says, another Knicks fan TV classic. This is it for all the youngins this season. Big changes in store for 2021. Need to show and prove their value. All right. Lonnie Rodriguez, appreciate it. Jose Guerrero, appreciate it. Yo, you be re- yo. Are you are you Hispanic? I know you're Jamaican. Yo, yo my, my the way Spanish, you be you and you're using your arms, yeah, rolling, yeah, man. like you bowling, dog. My, like my, my Spanish practice. was nice back in the game, JL. So I went all the way through high school, man. I should have kept it, you know, going in college and whatnot. I, me too, I, I, but I, I don't be saying Uruguay like you. Yeah, it's Uruguay. You know what I mean? See? The, the you, you gotta like. You, you know what I'm saying? Joaquin knows what's up. Joaquin knows what's up. My Spanish teacher was surprised. I passed the region. She was. <laughs> She was like, JL is going to fail. <laughs> then my chest JL's came up. Ola is not up to speed, bro. Yeah, exactly. But then my I flexed on him when I got an 80 on that bad boy. It's like, how you nice. like me now? Nice, nice. Uruguay. That's it. That, that's it, man. <laughs> Stefan Weeks. Uh, it's this amazing show. The One Bright Spot of 2020. Rob Clark. Glad to, to support. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Rob. Timothy Stamotsos says, yeah. Rivers. RJ OB Randall Mitch will Back. start next Friday. Putting it okay. out. Okay. Yo, help me. Yo, let's see. KOT show. Help me get the 200 likes, man. Let's get the 200. Let's likes. get the 200 let's likes in the KOT show. Let's get it. Yeah, let's get to, we, we have 172. Let's yeah. get 200 likes. Let, let's get it. Um, Gilly Tang. Thank you, Gilly Tang. Mikey Murphy always supporting us. Uh, shout out Empire Sports. Frank Nilkina can hopefully be one of our defensive anchors. Love the show, fellas. Salute. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I still feel that. I still feel that, and I think, like I said, in 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 spots, I think he'll finish in in, in some games. I think he'll finish in some games. I, I hope so, man. Like like I said, he showed some flashes. It's unfortunate that the season ended the way it did. Mm-hmm. Like him and RJ, they just seemed like they just started to find a groove. Yeah, and to me, RJ likes playing with Frank. I know the coaches don't, but it just seems like. Frank and RJ have some type of something going on. Like, yeah. I still remember that Rockets game where Island was talking about how the Rockets destroyed us, but I still remember the game where RJ had a team on his back and finished through PJ Tucker. Yeah. No, he, and then I think that Madison Square Harding game was the year before last. Exactly. That's that's what I was trying to get at, but I didn't really get the and then um and then right after that, Frank put the clamps. 
Frank put the clamps on James Harden and and had the game winning stop. I think that's what people was trying to talk about, I was trying to get that out, but I can't really get it. Yeah. But we we had, I mean, there was something there, man. There's something. There's something there. There's something there. We just need to keep it together. Hopefully, has a role on this team. But there's so many point guards and veterans. We don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But at least I know that my guy Frank, he has. He can play defense. If anything, yeah. push him to shove. He can play some defense. A lot of people ask me, uh, Miles Powell, Jails. Listen, he listen. He's a bucket. I don't think he's gonna make the team. I keep saying that. So, you know, that's the reason why you don't really hear much talk about him. He's on an uphill battle. I I, I agree with you, man. And I've heard, I've seen somebody say he feels like the competitiveness and the chip on his shoulder is going to force the Knicks to consider Maybe. him. You hope so. You and. Here's my take on it, though. Like, even if he's flat out better than some of the point guards here tonight, I just feel like there's too much at stake for DSJ and Frank to outright. Um, you got to get through the politics and the red tape. Exactly. Like, I can see him coming over after the trade deadline. Right. You know, even if he's better than everybody you gotta else. You got to cut somebody to bring him on. Exactly. Who are you going to cut? Right now, you got to cut one person, period. Mm-hmm. Like I said, if you bring it on MKG, you might have to cut two. But now, if they bring in an active roster from 13 to 15, that makes it easier. That can make things a bit interesting, too. So I think Powell's going to end up in the G League and whatever. If we keep him in the organization and he's growing, let him, let him, let him come along. Let him come along. Facts, facts. XK asks, how does ball dominant DSJ fit next to Frank? Shout out to you for a super chat again. I mean, that's that's something that's never been... We've seen it in flashes, and it looked yeah. okay. We've seen it in flashes, and it looked okay. But yeah. those two have never been healthy and just mentally aware mm-hmm. at the same time. <laughs> you know, So it never really happened. Kind of like the Amari yeah. Car- Carmelo thing, where they just never got healthy at the same right. time. And on the... So, I mean, it could be something there, but I'm not sure what's going to happen this year just because there's just too many variations that can happen. Yeah. BTHM in the chat is cup pitching. That's what they should do. Give Powell. That's Bro. what they should have done is give Powell the two way and get fin- Pinson out of here. I don't know what the Pinson obsession is about. I really don't. Dude, I don't know if you follow follow me on Twitter, but you posted a video about like why. And shout out to Delano too mm. about why Pinson is here when we cut Kenny Wooten mm-hmm. and you know Dotson's not here and like it just doesn't make sense to have him here at all. It just no. seems like. That looks like a pure CAA move, to be honest. Yeah. Why is, why is Pinson still here, man? Give, send him back to Brooklyn, bro. Um, Ken Velasquez, appreciate it. Ken, he says, thank you guys keeping it real. David Katz, appreciate it. Joey, appreciate it. He says, Nick's all day, bro. Pete right. Cruz, appreciate it. Who else you got, Jails? Oh, man, shout out to Casey, Casey Smooth. Shout out to you. Uh, Isla Wise. Shout out to you, man, as well. Yeah. The XL Customs, shout out to you. Will Beggs, also shout out to you. And Chris Reddick. Mm-hmm. Shout out Roldy Louis. Says you guys live. We live and direct, man. Shout out Roldy. Shout out Gary Ebron. Thanks for the for the super chat. Pete Cruz, thanks for the super chat. Dope show like always. Keep it going. Ivores Thom says, great job, guys. Keep up the good content. Ace right. Merluza says, awesome show, fellas. First show I've watched live. I had a lots of fun. Shout out to the boy RP in heaven. Shout out RP and biggest Knicks fan I know, no doubt. Shout out RP and rest in peace. Um, Aquarium Town C, great show, excellent interview, appreciate it. Well, what else you got, Jails? Uh, says shout out to we got more Long Island. 
Glenn Cole from Long Island in here. Great show, fellas. Uh, Chris Reddick, he says, love the personality combo with CP and Jealous. I would love to see y'all as a duo on other pods. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's yeah, up. Sure. Uh, Bodega, no G League this year. Okay, no G League. <laughs> All right, yeah. shout out to you. Yeah. <laughs> shout out sure. to D-Nice, man. I see you active in the chat. Shout out to you. Salute to D-Nice. Salute my guy Ishmael Rivas. He's in here heavy all the time. Drex YouTube says, let's go Knicks from the Philippines. We also have you in the Philippines, man. So good morning to everybody in the Philippines. Good morning, everybody in Australia, New Zealand, everybody in Asia Pacific. Definitely appreciate it. All right, we're coming down to it. Stephen Fox, if Obi plays the three... Walt Frazier will be talking about Matador defense. <laughs> oh, Ole. Yeah, I can't, I can't sure. see it working out well, but we'll see. I can't, man. Every, when he said it, my brain my brain hurt. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I was like, wait, what? How is he going? Oh, my God. Shout out to Chuck D. Super chat, man. Shout out to the Rhyme Animal up, Chuck man. D. Always supporting us, man. Always supporting mm-hmm. us from day one. Definitely appreciate it. Facts, man. Shout out to you, Chuck. Yeah, Hold man. Um, don't Rory. Any update on Iggy? I think this guy can help. So we talked about Iggy, and Han basically agreed. He, think, he thinks he's an uphill climb. They're going to test him out on defense, see how mm-hmm. his foot speed is. Offensively, you know he, he, he's a bucket. So let's see. I think he I think he, he has an uphill climb, though. I'm still mad at Kenny Wooten, dog. Like, yeah. really? Yeah. This dude was a shot blocker, and he was starting to hit the mid-range jumper. No one really saw it, but he was starting to hit that mid-range jumper. Yep. And we just let him go Thanks. after people was trying to sign him last year after his performances. Mm-hmm. Like it really, it, relationships really run things, man. It really do. Yeah. Facts. Facts. <laughs> AQ in the chat said, Nate is still waking up. <laughs> there will be no Nate, no Nate slander. slander. No, no Nate, Nate slander. slander, man. No, no. Salute to Nate. That's all God. Salute. Man. We glad he's okay for sure. Facts. 100%. Rayman K says, Nick's locked for finishing bottom five. Worst team in the division? I think so. Yeah. I think so. No problems there with me. Dog, I'm I'm genuinely excited, CP. Yeah. I'm genuinely excited to be, you know, develop some young guys, pick a point guard or something in this draft, and then really have a straight up four or five guys here I'm excited about who can grow and run things for a 10 years you know what I mean and then we just add some pieces supplement we need the point we need it the point or the three has to be the guy I'm not saying RB RJ and OB can't we need we need one more Tails give me one more give me one more if we can get a dual threat point yeah that can finish off ball be a dual threat on the pick and roll with OB you know what I mean yeah can still be low usage enough where RJ can still do his thing. Exactly. Let's go. Exactly. It doesn't have necessarily have to be like a a, a crazy scoring point guard, no. but yeah, a scoring threat. Yes, a scoring, scoring threat, threat that you have to respect. Mm-hmm. Take us a long way, man. Well, definitely, y'all. Yeah, man. All right, let's, let's roll, bro. This has been a great right. night. Salute to Alan Han, Han Solo. Salute to everybody who came on. Uh, JLS, you want to do your closing? Yeah, man, I'm going to close it right now. Shout out to everybody. Oh, another <laughs> shout out to Steph Weeks. I'm sorry, more super Wooten chats hurt. coming in. Jeez, all right, they really love the show tonight. Shout out to you, Stefan Weeks. It says waving wouldn't hurt. Great job, Jay Ellis. Thank you, Stefan. Man, appreciate appreciate it. for sure. Yeah, 
Uh, All right. Roly Lewis asked about Braz Dacus as well. Same same thing we, we said. He says he's pissed about Wooten as well. Harlem CEO, appreciate it. Harlem, Uptown Harlem World, what's going on? Pseudonym Skipe says, you guys are awesome. Nate is still knocked out. K-Steel at PGO. I don't wise ones K-Steel at PG every week. What's going on with you? I'm going to tell K-Steel you talking about him, but that's probably what you want. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, let's get out of here. Hey, let's get out of here, man. Shout out to everybody who rocks with uh, the Chance TV and the Time Show. Um, definitely check out the latest episode that we did with Alex. Uh, pretty funny episode. My guy Ryan kind of went off. Um, it's on youtube.com slash the time show. We're giving you talking about the point guard talk, point guard discussion, OB top and starting, and MKG. Almost did you, MKJ. Also, you can check out our blog at the time show.com. You can also follow me, us on all social medias. That is the KOT show on Twitter, the Nick of Time show on Instagram, and you can also follow us on Facebook. And you can get some merch as well on the Nick of Time show.com. That's all, CP. Back to you. Yes, sir. Great show. Great show, man. This is this right. show the, to kick off. Yeah. To kick off the season. Man. This is the show, man. Hey, remember, Man's Nate. Yeah. manscaped.com. Promo code Knicks, 20% off. Check out the perfect package 3.0. No joke. Great package. You get the, the lawnmower 3.0, pair of boxes, deodorant. You get the mat. Keep it clean. Hey. Very nice. Very nice for the holidays, fellas. Tell your lady to get you this. She won't regret it. Trust me. 20% off plus free shipping. Promo code Knicks. Go to manscaped.com right now and get yours for the holidays. Um, thanks again for everybody. All the mods for all your hard work. Dave, TM. Above the rim, all you guys can't name everybody. We got a ton of mods, but the shells, shells heavy. All you guys, man, all the mods have been helping us from day one to now. Mm-hmm. Much appreciated, much much appreciated. Uh, if you missed it live, we'll run a replay tomorrow. We'll be cutting up some shorter clips for the people that need them. And uh, remember, this show's available in audio podcast format: Spotify, Apple mm-hmm. Podcasts, Google Back. Play, Amazon Alexa, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We everywhere, man. Can't miss us. That's right. Yeah, man. That's it. Almost a week away from preseason, JLs. We ready? Let's go. We ready? I feel like going to hoop right now. Yo, I got just. I just got my. I just got my. My reordered my cable. Okay. I'm set up. Ready to go. go. We got to figure out when we're gonna do the watch along. That's right. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Yeah, get in, get out. into the planning phase. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right, people. We out of here, man. This was a classic. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Take care, you guys. Be safe. Enjoy the weekend. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.